Hello, you're listening to a Talkie Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. And this is the second parter of our deliberations for the anime of the year 2023. We just got through pretty much everything all the way up into romance um, last week, and now we're going to be jumping into the rest of the stuff, which pretty much starts off with Isekai. We'll be going through all the uh, best girl, best boys, the seasonal, and then the anime of the year itself. So with that said, let us get right back into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let us move on to Isekai, the transported to another world. Again, another one that you won't see anywhere else, but there's so many dang there's so many dang Isekai that you can now have a category for it. I think we're both ready. I, I I don't think there's really any kind of notable ones that I did not put in my list. I mean, Campfire Cooking was pretty solid. Reliana, I think, is the only other one that, but Reliana, I think, just did not end well, and like the the whole second half kind of was a it kind of petered out for me, unfortunately. Listen, Daddy Lisa Lot. I have that as my number five, so never mind. Spoiler. <laughs> I always enjoy Kuma Bear Punch, too. Yeah, I got number five is uh, Sundere Lisa Lot, which is Endo and Kobayashi uh, Live, which was really a lot of fun. I, I think it was a very interesting kind of twist on the isekai genre. It's, it's isekai in a way. <laughs> it does technically, it is technically isekai, even though it is them kind of talking to the characters in the game uh it is technically an isekai and i had a lot of fun of it i i think it had a really fantastic ending surprisingly which is the reason why i think i enjoy it the most was the ending just nailed it so number four i have honeyman's handyman honeyman handyman saito in another world another one that's a very a very unique take on the isekai genre having somebody that is underappreciated in our world going to another world and being appreciated as a handyman Fixing armor, picking locks, all that kind of stuff. And it had a really fantastic cast of character and a lot of laughs. So number three, saving 80,000 gold in another world for my retirement. Another one that's a very unique take on the isekai genre. It does have some repetitiveness in the scenarios, uh, but I, I just love the main character. She was a lot of fun. And again, it's all about kind of going back and forth and and exploiting the systems. So I, I really enjoy that. Number two, Magical Revolution. I just absolutely love that show. It's so freaking good. And another one that's kind of like, yeah, technically Isekai. Um, it, it is an Isekai, but it's not the focal point. And I guess that could be kind of a negative for putting in an Isekai genre. But again, it's another one of those ones where it's not being the usual go to another world and do this thing. It's, it's doing a different twist on it that I think is very unique. So, And then lastly, number one, as much as I had problems with the production and the directing choices, Mishoko Tensei. It is still by far just un un what's the word? Uh unrivaled in the in the terms of Isekai's, in my opinion, and I absolutely love it. And yes, you can probably attribute part of that because I know the the source material uh, for this section. I don't know the whole source material. Uh and that kind of enhances it a bit. I know a lot of people say that I have problems with uh uh Mishoko Tensei because I've read the novel series, but unfortunately, but in actuality, I think it's the reverse. It 
enhances it because I know deeper context that even if they do skip it, it still it still works for me. So that's my that's my top five isekai anime of twenty twenty three. Go, Chris. That's six. You've been going. You are you are you gonna try to trick me and saying because you've been doing four so many times, you're allowed to do six this time? Yes, I, I, that, that's what I was planning. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, um, for my number five, I've got heretical last, last boss. Um, I really did, uh, like how this one, uh, as far as a, um, a take on the, uh, villainous, basically, uh, you have your main character who's trying to, um, change her ways. It, it, and at the same time, it was constantly pointing what trying to tell the story in such a way that you're constantly being shown what it is that she is actually trying to avoid is her, her bad side uh, was actually really, really bad. And she's at least showing you instead of just expecting you to just know. And, and I think that they balanced that pretty well. So I, I, I really did like that for all of its kind of quirkiness and in the fact that it is, kind of a reverse isekai um but it is technically an isekai it um i loved otaku elf i i really liked its um uh, heartfelt moments and all that stuff um but in the traditional sense it is not an isekai it is just a technicality but hey i wanted to get an excuse to put my otaku elf up there uh, my next one is Saints magic power is over. Uh, Saints magic is um um. Saints net magic power is omnipotent. Season yes, two. there you go. That one. <laughs> I really love that show. Um and uh, omnipotent. I'm sorry. Omnipotent. Um, omnipotent. Omnipotent. Next one I've got is uh, far away paladin. Um, because I completely forgot about uh, Mishka Tensei. I I have to knock it down to number two. But it, it, I did have it at number one a second ago. And then Andrew started talking about it's your Mishika fault, Tensei. Andrew, because you Andrew's brought fault. up Mishka. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my list. Uh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, Mystery Supernatural, which Chris is going to ditch out on me again. This one was actually pretty difficult because I think this is a... I think a very heavy mystery type of year and it kind of we usually like to do mystery and supernatural together because they sometimes bleed over from each other and a lot of the shows will have both of them and in a lot of cases we might not have enough of one to warrant a single category and i kind of feel bad because this year it feels like it feels like uh the mystery genre definitely did kick out a lot of stuff out but i still came up with a list i i think i pretty much covered everything that I wanted to, I, I guess the only ones that I would probably say that I want to give a shout out to is still going to be Pluto, which yes, that technically is a mystery show. No, no supernatural, but it is a mystery series, but I don't really ever, I don't feel like the mystery was that good. Um, I, I, I think most, most of the worth of that one is the, is the storytelling around the conflict and the PTSD and all that kind of stuff that kind of takes over. The mystery was never really there. Um, it does have a little bit of a twist towards the later part of it, and there is one aspect of one of the characters that I thought was really, really well taken care of, um, the main character. But other than that, it was it just wasn't prominent enough, so that's why it kind of dropped off my list. I, I maybe Duke of Death is made, maybe, but that's more like romance heavy than anything. Um, 
and yeah, Mononogoxerase was was solid as well. Demon Slayer, Jizkaisens, they're shonens, and I don't really, I can't, I, I'm not huge fans of them, so I can't say that they're on my list, but they're obviously very well loved by the entire world. So take that what that is. Uh, my list, though. Number five, Oshinoko. Obviously, it, the reason why it's five is I don't think the mystery is that strong. And why I say that is because what I, what I watch Oshinoko for is not the mystery. It opens up with a question mark. It is what the driving force of the main character is. But it's like it every now and then says, hey, here's the next clue. Okay, do this thing. And then here's the next clue. It's not like it is a focal point. It is a the happenings of what he's trying to figure out is impactful for the entire course of the story, but it's not like, oh God, I can't wait to figure out what this is. It is the entertainment industry and stuff like that. So that's why it's five, but it's still solid. Uh, number four, Miggy and Dali. That show is absolutely incredible. Um, is easily one of my favorites of that season. It absolutely blew me away. And yes, the mystery is the center focal point of the entire series. Them trying to figure out who killed their mother. And um, I, I, I will admit that the the final punchline wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it was, but the journey itself was incredible. So it doesn't quite ruin it for me. Uh, number three I have is in the supernatural realm. So we got one here that's supernatural, and that is Dark Gathering. Well, there's two, actually. Uh, Dark Gathering is, again, same respect as the whole horror situation. It It's dealing with supernatural and all that kind of stuff was absolutely ingrained upon it, and I absolutely loved it. And I love that there, it's a lot of its stuff is about like real world environments and locations and hot spots uh, for the supernatural. And the way they incorporate all that stuff was really, really great. Like I said, the mechanics of the supernatural and what Yayoi does is incredible. It's very, very clever in the way that was written. So, written? Wrote. <laughs> uh, number two, Bungo Stray Dogs. Again, going in the technically supernatural, there is a little mystery in this particular. Um, in the t technically and mostly in the fifth season, but just a really great supernatural battler, uh, comp not competition, but um, conflict that's constantly happening. The aspect of each of individuals with supernatural abilities and how that kind of changes the world itself, and those that kind of keep order. It's really good. So, Amma number one, obviously Heavenly Delusion. Again, going in the realm of you know, supernatural mystery, all that kind of stuff is really amazing. And I loved it for that. I think the, the mystery was really what I loved for it. So it easily hits number one for me. Chris, you actually have something for supernatural mystery. <laughs> and it was one that I actually, I forgot to mention. I did kind of bump off, unfortunately. Um, I, I, I put an undead murder farce. I, I, I really did enjoy that show and I didn't even think about it when, when I first glanced at it. But yeah, it is it is a fantastic show. I really love the characters, and um, it is a it 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 does it does it does mystery okay, and um, but beautiful shots, uh, great character charisma, great characters in general. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I was gonna mention the reason why I didn't put it in my list is because it was just I the. Yes, it technically has supernatural in as well, but I, I think the mystery, which was, was the selling point for me, um, it, they didn't have good punchlines. They were a little bit too obvious with the mystery, and I was a little bit bummed by that. It was carried by the chemistry. The chemistry in that series is super good, and the directing, which again is the director that did Kaguya Summer Love is War, and he's absolutely incredible at directing. So, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. We were skipping Magical Boy and Girl this year. We didn't get really any. We had Magical Destroyers and Tokyo Mew Mew There you go. Um, go. We'll do it again next year because we're obviously going to have gushing over magical girls, and so we have to have a list. Yeah, we can pretty much put all the all the girls in Tokyo Mimi in that list. So Tokyo Mimi Mimi Mimi. But no, it's the series, not the characters. Pudding, healing, relaxing, aka Yashike. I will admit, that's sad that we don't necessarily have like a an Yashike series. Um, I was looking through the whole list, and it's like, yeah, there's a lot of, like, shows that I would classify as the ones that would be healing. Like, you just relax and watch it, uh, which is typically what we get in these lists. It, it's shows that we classify as shows that just, you turn on and it makes you feel good. You just chill there. You watch it. It's just relaxing. There's no heavy drama beats. There's no crazy explosions and stuff. You just you just chill and watch it. It it, it heals you from your stressful day. Um. I don't think I really have anything to note really in my list. That's not in my list, but um, I came down with number five as Saints Magic Power is Omnipotent Season 2. There was like a brief moment of like, oh no, what's going to happen to Say? But overall, I've always found Say's character and her life in this other world as being very relaxing. She's a very fun character to be around. She's not loud. She's very soft-spoken. Um, there's a flusteredness of romance and stuff in there, but it's typically a show that I just, I really enjoy just to relax in. And, and that's kind of the whole point of it. When she first got brought there, she got discarded to the side and she just was trying to find a way of being happy there. And so she found something that was, was actually pleasing to her. So it kind of works for it. Number four, I will finally, yes, just like Chris, give credit to Otaku Elf. <laughs> I'll have Otaku Elf in one of my lists. Um, I, I just found that show to be a lot of fun. It is kind of one of those ones that's like, you just want to watch the character be a little, a little gremlin and just enjoy her stuff. And yes, I, I think it kind of loses me a little bit when it gets into the whole nerdy, uh, history stuff that she gets into. Um, a lot of references that I don't understand because I'm not like a big history buff in Japan, but it works for the idea of somebody that just wants to chill and you kind of relate to her and just wanting to relax and, make a model or open gachapon delivery boxes and and just relax and not not have to be bugged by the outside world number three i have clueless first friend there is like one segment in this in this series that was pretty heavy i mean there's technically two points uh but one very serious uh heavy moment in the series but other than that for the most part the show is just kind of it is the definition of healing. Like it is, you have a two pure good boy <laughs> that is just doing right. And it's, it's kind of one of those ones where it's like, it's like watching those, um, those, this, this save my view of humanity kind of videos. Like it shows you those good deeds that people do. It's kind of like that. You're watching this boy and he is just doing the right thing all the time and helping this girl not be bullied. And it's like, you're taking a show that could be about this girl being bullied constantly and it be like, extremely depressing and not happy into literally every time somebody speaks up he's there to fire it down <laughs> and it makes you feel good um it, it's got a nice softness to it as well and it's just it's just super sweet like it is it is absolute sugar rush watching the show so number two i have is masterful cat um even though the title is masterful cat is depressing in a day 
he's not depressed <laughs> he seems like he's super happy um it's just a very it was a very fun show i was super surprised how much i loved it especially since i was afraid from the first episode with gohan's doing stupid establishment shots establishment shots like all the time uh, it actually turned out really good i really enjoyed it it was a a very feel-good show i just enjoy the time the characters have together and just yes her being lazy and wanting to consume things and relax and eat food and the cat just one basically feeding into her <laughs> giving her what she wants because it makes him feel good uh it was super sweet and then my number one easily the show that got me through uh, a couple weeks of roughness um a show that every time i turned it on it made my day uh is show that just i could not get enough of it brought a smile to my face so easily and so effortless effortlessly only mine I, I i love the show uh, i just can't get enough of it it was just too fun and too sweet i i just really enjoy it. like i said it was despite its controversial nature i actually found it to be very wholesome so chris uriyashi k healing reaction shows i'm gonna echo what andrew said uh, okay it, there you go Moving it's on hard that. it's <laughs> it's hard to kind of place any yashike in this uh this year uh because there wasn't really a lot of them um so a lot of mine i border on the edge of saying now this in um an yashike but i did go for the things that were kind of the most healing out of everything this 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 year um and that would pro my number five would be too cute crisis a lot of screaming and yelling, so it's hard to say that that's an Iyashi K. Joe. Um, then you get into uh, it's the fluff wafus. Yeah, it's, it's talking the about fluffies. the fluff <laughs> even though some people like the prickly ones. Yeah, um, and, uh, and 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 I, I I love anytime anybody is just geeking out over animals. They I I love animals, so having that is just fun. Um, my uh, number four is going to be St. Cecilia. Uh, cutesy, fun. I thought just, about that one. Yeah. It is a very fluffy show. Um, then I've got, um, for my number three, uh, everybody hates me for this, but I still uh, love Grace of the Gods. I think it's a very kind of chill, fun, you know, just goof off, goof off type show. Um, How to defend your front counter yes, by throwing tomatoes at them exactly. and pulling up shields. Um, and then... Echoing what Andrew said a little bit ago, Onimai is absolutely just a fluffy, sweet show, and I absolutely loved it. And then my my number one it, for this year as far as healing shows is going to be Yuzuki Family's uh, Four Sons. That's a good choice. I kind of want that one too, but there was there was a few gut punches in it. There was there was quite a few gut punches in that one, <laughs> quite a few. But yeah, it is is kind of like a self reflection type of thing, healing in some ways. Uh, another one that kind of was a little bit lacking this year. I was very surprised looking through the year and trying to find cute girls doing cute things. I think I have to admit, I, I think we can probably call it. I think two, uh, cute girls doing cute things, I think is a dying genre. There was not many. <laughs> there was not many. Uh, this year I listed Stardust Talbath. Bofuri, Kuma 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 Ver Punch, U149, Two Cute Crisis, and Onimai. What we typically classify two, uh, cute girls doing cute things is literally just a group of cute girls doing a cute things. Stardust Telepath, out of all of those, is probably the most generic example of that. And in, in, in its opening, 
And even Stardust Telepath turns into more about characters and their struggles and insecurities. And literally half the show is heavy drama that you don't typically get from two girls, two cute girls doing cute things. So even that one doesn't even fall in the category. Um, so it's very shocking that we didn't have like your usual, you know, is the order a rabbit or, you know, just your, your classic cute girls doing cute things. So it might be going away. But I I did list Tony My Two Cute Crisis, E149, Kuma Bear, and uh, Bofuri and Stardust. Which I, if out of those, I would put probably five Bofuri second season, even though it's not my favorite series. It just, it is fun in the regards of the cute girls just having fun and destroying monsters with OP abilities. Uh, Stardust Telepath, like I said, I'll put it on four just because it is very heavy. It was probably i do like the heaviness i think it got a little it got, it got a bit melodramatic but i did like the the bochy aspect of it the the girl that's timid and trying to open up more um kuma bear punch as my third which is my is my bofuri it is my op girl with the op armor running out there and doing crazy stuff um i just have a lot of fun of it. it's very fluffy with the bear outfit and everybody loving the bear outfit uh, U149 is my second. Um, just just a bunch of cute girls doing fun stuff, being idols, each one of them having a moment to shine. Another one that kind of gets a little bit in the heavy department, but I think it kept fluffy most of the time. So, and my number one is only my. Enough said. I don't have to repeat myself with only my. I'm going <laughs> to. I think I've beat that dead horse. Chris, what was the, the cutest of the cute girls in your cute days? Um, I, I only had a few spots that I could go with. So I went with Stardust Telepath and I didn't finish the show, but I do think it was adorable what I seen. And that was the closest one to a cute girls doing cute things ish. Yes. <laughs> um, then, um, then I got Bofuri cause I just love my tank girl. I'm always going to love my tank girl. I'm going to love her forever. Um, then I've got Kuma 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 Bear um, Punch. I love uh, love those girls. They're absolutely adorable, and they can do all their crazy stuff. And we'll just ignore the fact that one one of them is kind of uh, murderous with uh, in with a knife in her hand. Um, then we got Onimai um, because, like Andrew said, repeating ourselves over and over again is freaking adorable and absolutely heart touching. So. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Animation. Animation. This, this is the one where, like, I have to fight myself not to pick a list based on, like, my personal enjoyment, but just going strictly based on the animation itself. And obviously there's a massive controversy around one of the particular shows that I have in the list. <laughs> like, I, 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 see, I see the shows that had the best animation this year that stood out to me. I might be missing some. Was Jujutsu Kaisen second season, Demon Slayer third season, Zom One Hundred, Heavenly Delusion, uh, My Happy Marriage, 
Bungo Stray Dogs, four and fifth season. Magical Revolution, I really love the animation in that one. Hunter Girlfriends even was really great animation. Uh, more animation than it probably should have had. <laughs> Pluto, Onimai, uh, Classroom for Heroes. As much as I didn't care for the story and the and the comedy in that one, it had crazy Sakuga. Uh, Fate, Strange Fake, obviously. Tsurune was incredible. Uh, Yuzuki Family's Four Son and uh, U149. U149 probably the least out of all of them. I, I, I think it had a couple of rough points in it, but it had some good, really amazing animation points. I would probably go... Um, I was debating changing something for a moment. I, I want to do uh, Fate Strange Fake, but it sort of has a problem that I see a lot with certain studios where when they get to the heavy animation points, it kind of changes its its definition and its detail, and it makes it look like the characters aren't a part of the world they're supposed to be in. But yes, it has some, like, especially the whole Gilgamesh fight was insane, so I don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to do Fate Strange Fake. Um, I might just do... I think I'm going to stick with... I was going to do Pluto... But there's some. I'm, I think I'm gonna probably do Pluto. There, I, there was some points that I did not like the animation, like especially with the tornado and stuff like that. But I think overall they did a really great job. I almost want to put Sunane in there, but I think a lot of my, yeah, I'm gonna do Sunane. I'm, I'm gonna put Sunane there. Um, I keep thinking about the sound and and direction of Sunane, but the animation as well is also incredible. So I'm gonna do Sunane as five. Heavenly Delusion as four, uh, Demon Slayer season three as three. The controversial pick, um, Jujutsu as number two. Now, I I hate this idea of not acknowledging the accomplishments of a studio despite the choices of the leadership. Um, whether it is Mappa is the worst company in the world, the animators are working there. They're choosing the work there, and they're doing. Uh, their damnedest to get that stuff done at, in a terrible schedule. Um, and the animators should be praised for that. And as much as I don't care much for the story and the characters of the series, I acknowledge the animation's insane a lot of the time. Um, and then my number one is Onimai. I know it's controversial putting Onimai above Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer, but it's a different type of animation. The characters are extremely alive. The reactions made the characters. Um, and that's why it's uh, my number one. So I get in trouble for it, but I don't care. Okay, animation. We have for me. I've got Onimai as my number four. Uh, think it looked. Beautiful. He's doing the four thing again, huh? He does not like doing five people. I don't know why he doesn't like doing five choices. I couldn't think of a fit. <laughs> uh, Make it complicated. Oshinoko is a is a good choice. Oh, you have that over in their art. Oshinoko is another good choice. Um, the dance routines. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Freaking, especially that later segment with the performance on the stage. That was so freaking animation wise incredible. I kind of want Oshinoko and Oshinoko on my list now. <laughs> um, number wait, here, here, here. I'll fix it for you. Here you go. Now I now it's over here on our list. I was helping you get five. <laughs> then i've got number three i've got Zom, uh zom 100 i i think that some of the um the action sequences if you want to call them that are were, are absolutely phenomenal just there's stuff going on all over the place then i've got uh number two i've got demon slayer the the action set pieces in that was 
absolutely crazy, especially um, in the latter latter parts. I and I and I went a lot of, over a lot of that when we were talking about action. And um, see, the thing but, is, the difference between Jujutsu and uh, Demon Slayer is you'll obviously for the second season, Jujutsu had more action in it, um, but Demon Slayer is consistent with. It, this goes back to my point that I was making about with like um, um, how the studios sometimes will change the style, like with um, Fate Strange Fake. Demon Slayer, they keep it consistent. The characters always look like they fit in that world. The shading and the coloring and everything constantly stays in there. Um, and I give I give Ufutable massive credit for that. Yeah. Like, even with uh, Kaisen, it's like some of these fight scenes, it suddenly looks like the characters are completely flat. And they're just blobbing around the screen. And, I again, I fully acknowledge they're short on time and everything. But this is a project. And as a criticism of the project itself if they were given plenty of time they probably could have matched what demon slayer does but they're not they're just trying to turn it out quickly and they're forcing these animators to put something together on the fly and again hats off to them for pulling that off but that's where demon slayer i think stands above the crowd is if foodable keeps their their style and their visual fidelity the same yeah and then my last or my number one is going to be um, my happy marriage. I think that they had some beautiful pan shots with some. I I'm always a sucker for moving hair and stuff like that, and they went nuts on that stuff. And then when Captain Boy uh, Danda Sama went nuts and he was angry, we got some fantastic action moments there. Um, but yeah, this the Saka guy in that show it was just nuts, and I loved it. Art artsy fartsy stuff um shows that i think had kind of a unique art twist to it a style that i kind of appreciated i i think the ones that i didn't put in my list that i would like to note is obviously kage-sama love is war i think that a lot to do with the directing like they just choose to keep things constantly shifting and and keeping you surprised by what comes up next it's kind of the same reason why i have undead murder farce as a in, in my list currently is is that same artistic choice that they constantly shift things around and really mix things up what else did i not put in my list gippin loafers that was a kind of a, a different style in the in the art itself it's very soft i wasn't sure if i'd actually like it but i actually ended up liking it unfortunately it didn't in my list i didn't get oshinako on my list which oshinako has a more unique character designs and stuff like that i wouldn't necessarily say there's like too too much within it that is unique but in my list that I actually have for my my favorite art artistic choices and artsy shows uh, is number five is Miggy and Dally, which I think is super weird. And it is the credit to the mangaka. And I think the studio pulled off that artistic choice very well in the show itself. It's got a creepy style to it. The aesthetic itself, the way they directed it was fantastic. The characters, how they move slithering around in their little tent in their bedroom all that kind of stuff is just it's super weird and i loved every minute of it uh number four undead murder farce again the director did an amazing job with that show it had a, its own unique kind of twist to every single shot that made it very kept you engaged while the characters are talking a lot number three dark gathering as much as the show can't win the animation department i think it just has a really incredible style to it and uh, a very unique style to it um all together and the look of the actual creatures, the spirits and stuff just looked amazing. Number two, Zom 100. Just paint splashes everywhere. Uh, it just had a very great little style to it that just constantly kept your eyes just glued to the screen. As just 
again, not blood, but paint splatters all over the place that just, just add a little extra flair to it. Um, they just did a really great job with it. And then number one, I have Hell's Paradise. As much as I don't care much for the story, the story is okay. Like, it's it's a lot more engaging than I typically get from a lot of these, these shoutings lately, but... It's just the world. It, it's so it's so fascinating. Like the moment they hit that island, it's so it's super creative. It's just everything I everything I'm looking at is is kind of like the whole Maiden Abyss uh, a Maiden Abyss type of situation where everything just looks weird. And now there's a a familiarity to it, like the statues and stuff like that, a lot of religious figures and stuff like that. But there's a there's a uniqueness about it that makes it strange and i want to know more about it so as much as i can fault a lot of things with hell's paradise that is not one of them a uh, very interesting art direction oh chris is going for three now hmm. <laughs> are you still choosing <laughs> i thought we were skipping concept you did concept i guess I. Could yeah i i well i didn't know that we were skipping it but i seen that you skipped it i just i i i you had can a do it I love to uh, no that's fine we'll have, a, concept... we'll have a category chris does and i don't <laughs> concept is an is 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 one that we no have, you got to do art first i've got to do artwork okay yeah, artwork what, what? first okay i got Everybody's three on this at the one. edge of their seat <laughs> i'm trying to skip it um no uh on art when it comes to art um i i i in particular get drawn to character or in particular character art is one of my biggest things um and i tend to get drawn to characters that are visually striking something that catches my eye and makes me uh think about it and in in particular in art um in zom 100 i i think of a couple of characters in there that actually absolutely caught my eye and i really wanted to know about that story to see how they fit into it and and what's going on and in art uh, in zom 100 you also have a lot of the though i dread to say it the zombies are very unique and going all over the place and they are they're not just using the same same things over and over again which is what you would normally catch in a lot of things like this um so yeah zom 100 absolutely uh blew me out of the water with all of its art um into the next one with number two is my is ocean of code a lot of the characters are very visually striking to me um and i absolutely uh was really i i loved a, a lot of the character art in that one um and then ultimately uh, my number one is undead murder farce i i this is one that i mentioned it i held off on watching it andrew drove me into it and i'm so glad i did because a lot of the characters in that show are absolutely beautiful and i love it and i i couldn't get enough of it so what concept choice did you make <laughs> concepts um this is something that we have brought up before when it comes to concept it's what has caught our attention um but not necessarily whether or not they fulfill the 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 what we want it's just that it has an interesting concept and um i liked a lot of these shows for that um in particular rayliana um when it first started, Rayliana um, started going down a path of this is a, a novel, not necessarily a light novel or a visual novel or anything like that. So it was a mystery novel. It, it was, was a, a mystery novel that girl she returns read. home because her friend is murdered and she solves the murder of her friend. Well, the girl is Isekai'd as the friend that got murdered. Yeah. So she's not the villainess. There, there is a villainous character in the story, but um, I love that whole thing. <laughs> 
with the the hairdresser guy messing yeah. with her. <laughs> Super good. What was his name? Um, gosh dang, it was like Frank or it was like a very English name. Anyway, sorry. In in particular, the um the thing about um Ray Liana that really did catch my attention that I really would love to see a story that's kind of based around the idea of a a character who goes into a book knowing about the book being able to basically change the narrative of the story and it felt like that was the direction that they were going and they may still go in that direction um it it felt like she brought it up quite a few times um and that was the original concept that i was really drawn into of course i like the characters but that was really the concept that i was really interested in and it seemed like that Nick, that idea kind of piddled out and it kind of just went its own way. And so I don't know if it gets picked back up later on, something that they, they do address later, but it did seem like it kind of left that to the side. Um, it, had Zone great, it had a great start. It just kind of petered off at the end of it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Zom 100. Absolutely love... Um, uh, the zombie apocalypse type stories. Um, I love the fact that we were getting one. Um, and I do like the fact that it was a character who just wanted to live. And I think that that was a really interesting and uh, because it's a zombie story, it's kind of natural for us to automatically seem, but it was, didn't just take a zombie story. It took a zombie story from the perspective of somebody who found freedom in something that most people would uh, chop up to kind of a um, a bad outcome to the world. And he's taking that as a break for freedom. Helk. Um, this is an interesting one. Like I had mentioned when I was kind of gushing over it earlier, um, while it does have problems, it is an interesting concept in the fact of the hero who um, kind of has to switch sides because if he's truly a hero, uh, if you want to call him that, um, he was never the hero. Maybe, maybe he was never the hero. He was um, never the hero. But taking that that from the perspective of changing the entire thing and flipping it on its head, what if the demons ended up being the guys who are on the underside of an attack from the humans instead? By the way, that wasn't a spoiler. He's he he's just hero level. Is what they were clearing, uh, saying. Anyway, sorry. I just want to clarify that so nobody thought I was actually spoiling anything. He's literally not. He's a hero level. High level, dude. Level one demon. I actually really liked the concept of this show um, of the idea of the hero being kind of. Um, the, 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 the demon lord trying to get the hero back into shape because she's shape. obsessed with yeah. him. And, I, it, it, and it, it went in. It didn't lose that flavor, but it did go in different directions than I was intending or I expected it to go. But it, it, it the point of this this particular category is just concept. And I loved the idea of the Demon Lord trying to get him back into shape and all that stuff. Um, and then Otaku Elf, like I said earlier, I love the fact that we're taking the Isekai concept, kind of flipping it on its head, doing a kind of a reverse Isekai of bringing the... Uh, elf to uh, our world and 
her ending up being uh being a hick Kamori for lack of a better term it, she she it it was just a fantastic idea um loved using the long life of the elf as a way to bring um stories from the past into the present and um kind of trying to dusty dust them off a little bit and try and tell it with her own unique spin on the ideas so yeah that's my 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 list of concepts yeah, I think one of the main reasons why I didn't want to do a concept list is because a lot of the a lot of the concepts that I liked um, didn't turn out well and they ended up in my disappointed list. So I'm just going to be I'm going to basically be covering a lot of stuff twice. Um, the ones that didn't turn out to be disappointing was probably Sunday Lisa a lot. I like the idea of them being pretty much like let's play commentary that actually affects the actual world itself. It was a nice like third person villainous isekai type of story, which I thought was a lot of fun. Um, like I said before, Handyman and Saito kind of did well with that whole aspect. Uh, My Home Hero was just a very, it was a breath of fresh air. The idea of an anime covering a dad trying to protect his daughter, um, protect his wife, which is just kind of not really a type of story you get very often, a very adult story um, that worked out very well. But yeah, everything else is pretty much in the disappointment list. <laughs> Concepts that I like that just end up in disappointment list. So we'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, originals, not that many last year, which is very, um, very disappointing depending on who you ask, because typically originals is where somebody's trying to do their own thing and not rely on pre-established franchise, which is, is a risk taking that often, unfortunately, if you look at this list is probably ended up being, Things that probably cost them money, except for things like Bang Dream is my go. They are not established franchises and probably didn't do too well. At least from remember, I don't remember any of this stuff really being on their own list. Oh yeah, Gundam Ossel is going to be cash cash cow anyways. But yeah, for originals, my top five. What any of that wasn't in my list that I want to point out, like honorable mentions. Uh, Kami Robbie was weird. I don't know. I don't know if it was good. I, it's it's kind of going the cross range character uh, territory, which I don't where I'm not sure. Kinda of the Great Snow Sea. I wanted to like it because Sidonia writer. I really like his works, but that one just didn't really work for me, unfortunately. Uh, and the rest is in my list. So my number five magical destroy for top uh, originals. Number five magical destroyers. I really liked a few of the episodes of that series a lot. I loved how kind of like. Very, I don't know, middle finger to the society that Otaku have. Um, and it was, like, just going crazy and not holding anything back. I had a lot of fun watching quite a few of the episodes. I will admit that a good chunk of the series, I just, it didn't work for me. But it was still an enjoyable series. Uh, number four, Revengers, Jinrobuchi's Samurai Show. It was not amazing, but at the same time, it was, it was, an, it was an enjoyable watch. It was a, I was constantly wondering when... Shinobuchi was going to get dark, and he did get dark every now and then. But for the most part, it was just kind of a a very solid samurai show, really, is what it is. So, uh, Gundam Witch Mercury is number three. Really solid Gundam series. Wasn't my favorite of all time, but definitely a solid series. Uh, Bang Dream is my go. is my number two. Like I tell a lot of people, I really like the vocalist and her story. The rest of the characters I don't care for. There's a lot of melodrama in that series, but it's still enjoyable. I'm at number one, Overtake, obviously. Overtake was absolutely incredible. It's easily the best original of last year. Um, just a really fantastic racing show with 
lot of character. Like the characters are the central focus of it, and they do a great job telling some great stories, especially the photographer. His story was an absolute gun punch, and they pulled it off so well. So, and the stuff around the racing was really good as, as well, too. So, there you go. That's my top favorite original series of 2023. Here's here's where we don't like to do, Chris. It's time. Mm-hmm. It's time to take. It, it's fun. We've been positive this entire time. We went through what uh, 14 categories or something like that. We, we've done a lot of categories. We're really positive. It's time to be negative, Chris. It's time for the top five. Worst anime of 2023. <laughs> the, 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 the fine print goes to the bottom. This does not mean if these shows are your favorite, you are a bad person for liking them. It's just they did not work for us. <laughs> um, we usually like doing the disappointment more than the worst. But yeah, the worst for 2023 for me. Oh my gosh, you're not even... I was trying to be nice and you're, you're taking off the gloves with your picks. <laughs> my number five... And I have a good a reason for this. Kizuna no LLA. I like Kizuna. I, I really did like Kizuna back in the day. Um, before they changed people that were Kizuna like five times or something at this point. I don't know. Um, before I got tired of VTubers. But now this show is just so boring. And, and just not going anywhere. It's just literally somebody trying to figure out what works in being a streamer, I guess, question mark. Uh... It was super awkward, and then at the, like, half the episode was always these kind of, like, Q&As where most of the time they were talking about NFTs, so. Well, not really, but they all, they were talking about NFTs, so I, I was like, whatever, this is supposed to sell NFTs, I'm sure. Uh, number four, Protocol Rain. That show was just a massive... The only thing good about that show is the OP was done by Sawana Hiroyuki. The rest of the show is Garbo. It is a... Hello, fellow kids version of esports anime. It has no, seemingly no, like, it feels like it was poorly written. I'm not an esports major or anything, but I'm a gamer, and so I know a lot of this stuff, and these people just didn't feel like they knew anything about this. And at the same time, the the visual, the and this is an original. This is, they, they should be doing something decent with this show. I think they spent the whole budget on Swana. Um, visually it looked like garbage. Like it could not keep the characters on model. They looked so wonky. And then it's just nothing but melodrama the entire time. This guy that likes to sit buck naked in front of his monitors, thinking about the main character and how he's going to turn him into an ultimate gamer by making him discard his entire family is super cringy. And then you had the sister, which the only reason I watched the show was for the sister, because I was wondering how, how, how far they're going to go with the sister. Cause it was obviously going for a very Ciscon. Uh, I wouldn't say fetishizing, but they were definitely trying to tip into that realm of brother, sister, sibling love. And it was super creepy in, in regards. And I, I'm, I'm very, it's very difficult for Andrew to get super creepy. Cause I, I really like kiss assist. So if I like kicks, kiss assist and this one was creepy, it tells you it's how it's portrayed really is how it's, it was portrayed. Very creepy. It was terrible. Anyways, um, Rent a Girlfriend's third season. I still hate the show. Um, I did like Chizuru's story, but I still hate the show because the main character is annoying and obnoxious. So, number two, Cheat Skill. That show was garbage. The Visually, the studio um, who butchered the adaptation of Soma Spider So What butchered this one if there was anything there to be butchered. 
And it was just a very repetitive show with a million hot girls that I don't even know their names because they have nothing going for them besides the fact that they're super hot and they're being saved by him. And then my number one is Liar Liar. It was a very... I don't know what that show is supposed to be. I mean, they're supposed to be etchy in the manga, but the show itself, which I think was based on the light novel, had no no visual etchy. Um, it was just basically half the time was spent explaining games they're going to be playing, and then the other half not playing the game the way that they just explained it. So that tells you how much time it wasted of mine <laughs> listening to them explain something they don't even do. Uh, it was bad. So what's your worst, Chris? <laughs> um my number two because i only have two um i'm cheating again so andrew can mess with me um so i have uh let me check the um the guy put ice blade sorcerer in there that was a bad one put ningen fushin in there or something sorry i don't think i watched either of those good <laughs> let me check the walkthrough um i I, I kept I, I I kept wanting to talk about it and, and Andrew said I needed to stop talking about that stupid thing so I stopped talking about it but at the same time I stopped watching it too so I never did finish it. I don't think it. I ever told him not to stop to stop talking about it. I think I made fun of him for talking about it all the time. <laughs> I, I like it when Chris talks on the podcast so <laughs> if he can keep bringing that up sure. But yeah, I hate I I in I had this weird thing of I I just kind of wanted to watch where this wreck went. Um and it was a mess. I it I don't even know what they were trying for with that show. I didn't uh I seen the humor, never got never never laughed at it. I so I just kept watching it trying to figure out what the heck was going on with this. What was the what was the story that they were trying to sell here? Um they made fun of different things like gotcha and all that stuff. They, they, they made a fun of a lot of different things. Um, but in the end it looked like crap and it was painful to watch. And I don't know why I kept watching it, but I kept watching it as I, as if I was trying to figure out this mystery to life. I never solved the mystery probably because I didn't finish the show. It's probably what it, it was. was on the last episode. It was on the last episode. I watched I it. It was on the last episode. Everything. Yeah. Um, uh, my other one is Mashal. I <laughs> I know I didn't watch enough of it to, but I did not like it. It did not work in any way, shape, or form. And he's a big Harry Potter fan. I'm a big Harry Potter fan, <laughs> so it tells you something. What it is is that you're not a big One Punch Man fan. That's what, what it is. is. Mm -hmm. You gotta there's, have both. There's only one character in One Punch Man that I watch it for, so and that's the only character that I will. That's ever only watch showed it up for like what a minute? And the she entire only series? yeah, she only showed up for a minute. She, I, <laughs> Barely I, a she minute. She needs more time, a lot more time. She needs her own show. Maybe the next season that's going to be apparently done by Mappa and, and Bones. <laughs> I don't know. There was some weird thing out there. Everybody's somewhere. trying to f check back to figure out who it was that Chris is talking about. Yeah. Okay. Most disappointing shows. I like doing these ones because it's always about the potential that was there that failed. Like you've seen something, you're like, this could be so good if it actually delivered on this one. So this, this one's actually a lot more fun to go through. Um, my number five I have is <laughs> that's just wrong. someone, huh? It's just wrong. Why did you cover? Why did you copy Suzuka and disappoint? <laughs> He said Shizuka's disappointing. He put Shizuka on disappointing. That's why I said that's so wrong. <laughs> uh, so random. 
I just see Suzuka pop up and disappointing and, Chris, and, then, and, and, then, and he's and like, "That's hit, so wrong, that's so wrong." And I'm like, "You did it." Um. Anyways, no. My number five is second. Uh, summon to another world for a second time. I thought this was literally one of those ones where, like, I'm like, this could do something interesting from the point of before watching the first episode. So don't get me wrong. By the end of the first episode, I knew this show was going to be garbage. But coming into it, I was like, the idea of somebody going to that same world a second time is actually a very interesting concept. And there was certain hints here and there in the first episode that it could do something interesting because you had a lot of people that were a part of his party before he left that knew him. And so it's like him returning back to that world and everybody going, he's come back. This is the hero that we all knew. Now, he looks different because he was reborn back in our world and then he was summoned back again. And um, so it had potential, but it just it never did anything with it. It just turned into it turned into what felt like watching a second season of any Sekai and not knowing what the hell's going on, but he knows everything. For Ningen Fushin, I will admit another one that where the concept itself is interesting. The idea of the misfits, the the banding together of the rejected of the other parties. It's literally like I was kicked from the hero's party, but then I went home and did stuff myself, and I'm super OP. But it's a whole group of them, and they all suck. <laughs> and the thing that was very interesting is that it, it opened up with the idea of, okay, let's oh. look at each one of these guys' story. So you had the cleric was, again, the, the little girl of the village fell in love with him. He said, no, that can't happen. And then she ran off to everybody else and said that he did something to her. He gets thrown in jail. No questions asked, apparently. Um, then it jumps to like the main guy. He's like a, like a, an all arounder kind of guy, a fighter. And he gets this girl that he thinks is likes him and starts buying her a bunch of stuff. And then she hoodwinks him. Is it hoodwink the, the term? She's basically catfishing him, taking money from him and then ditching him. And then you have like, it keeps going. The, the one that the, the wizard that's really talented that everybody thinks he, she's giving favors to the the uh, professor so the professor loses his job she gets kicked out so on and so forth and they all kind of come together and then you have the dragon girl she was pretty much left to hold this boss and then they all took their her stuff and ran off and then took her stuff from back in the the the, the town they're coming together and there's this kind of idea of like the the this group coming together and them finding strength in each other but then it turns into them trusting each other and then it turns into well, maybe they're not actually that good together or they're not good in other parties, so they're not going to be good here together. So there's a lot of things of, like, how they can come together to form a group that trusts each other. They even get into, like, how they they don't trust each other enough for their money, but they make sure that each one of them is checks and balancing on each other. But ultimately, just turn into whatever the hell that was. Like, let's I, I get our money our way. Um... Dungeon crawling that looks terrible. They kept going to like nearby towns. The style of the world itself kept changing and they never really explained it. You had like the whole power sword thing they find that turns into a boy and they use that power to turn into like a fused version of each other. It's just like potential, whatever that was. I, I <laughs> forgot I forgot about which which one you were talking about when you had mentioned it earlier. But yeah, if that that was that one, that, that one was garbage. I hated that show. Well, I liked the show in concept, but when it all said and done, it was especially the the sword was kind of the penultimate 
Yeah, and they're looking for a just murderer. throwing it in your face. Like I like. Okay, I I guess. And then uh, there that, that's another person for us to not like. I mean, because reasons. It's a bunch of um, burned heroes that are trying to not burn each other. Is really what yeah. it is. It, it's it's it. I wanted to like it. I really, really wanted to like it, and it just never worked. It didn't look good either. Number three, Fire Hunter. Um, I, I'm I'm very tempted just to read the novel series. Like season two is out now, and I just don't have a desire to watch it. Um, it's just it was the production quality is not there. But I, I think I don't know that I would like the novel either, just because what I was introduced to was this really interesting concept of a post-apocalyptic world where mankind starts to burn, uh, just spontaneously combust at the near any if any spark is near them and thus it makes the entire society collapse they have to rebuild from the ground up to be away from any sort of flame or spark or anything like that no electricity obviously and then basically different groups kind of rebuilding society in their own way some becoming like tribes again and other ones trying to rebuild inside of these industrial areas in their new ways um everything set up was very interesting and I think it's a combination of getting too into the boys side of the story, which felt very kind of boring um, that I kind of lost interest. It had a very adventurous feel in the idea of the girl's side of it and her getting on this massive train that was like out of, I don't know, Cabinary, the Iron Fortress and traveling through this area and then the attack of the flaming bears and stuff like that. All that stuff was very interesting, but I think at some point I just, I, I lost any sort of care for what was going on. And again, a lot, a lot of it had to do with the boys' side of the story that over time just lost my interest. So, yeah. Kamikatsu, that show just kind of, um, it was really very hilarious at the beginning. I really enjoyed it. I loved Mitama. I loved getting into the the story that as to where he went, which I thought was really, really interesting. And then everything after that I hated. Um, the whole thing with the the other house and the the the... I like the concept of the gods, basically, and who they're going to be going up against. And then it got to the whole, like, um, love hotel place, and the quality of the animation and everything was just horrific. And I think they spent their entire budget on Ryu Takahashi, which is great, but that doesn't help the show actually look decent. Um, I hated all the conversation around this show, I, I, I think it kind of adds to how much I didn't like it towards the later part and how everybody was trying to defend it, saying it was intentional, and I got sick of hearing that. Um, it's a new studio, and they just did not make their schedule at all, and they were limping all the way to the finish line towards the later parts. And I just didn't really care much for the later parts of the story. It just didn't work for me. But everything up until the point where they had the big reveal and they started getting into the idea of having to get like followers and try to defeat, defeat the other ones was really interesting. Just everything after that kind of just fell apart. And finally, easily the most disappointing show. And I, I also want to honorable mention, by the way, before we do my first one is Hulk, but I still like a lot of Hulk and I think it ended really good, but everything at the campfire was not as much of a payoff as I was hoping for. And it dragged the whole backstory stuff dragged, and it really killed a lot of hype. I loved Hulk coming into it. Um, I I just loved the chemistry of On and Hulk. At the very end of it, you kind of seen On come back, and I was super hyped, but then the show ends. 
So I would definitely watch another season, but it it did lose a lot of hype. But yeah, that said, number one, easily the most disappointing show of 2023, 16-bit sensation out of the lair. I had so much hype coming in the show. I was looking at the PVs. I, the the tr the synopsis was like, I want this. It's literally Sh Shirobako visual novel version. This girl goes back in time and creates visual novels. The, the thing that she wants to do, her current time, she can't because she's in a deadbeat studio that's making nothing but, you know, uh, snuff stuff. But here she goes. She goes back in time. She's she's going to make a Bishoujo visual novel. And then she teleports back. And then she teleports again. And then she she sees this the, the, the technology change. And she goes to make another one. And then she teleports back. And it never does anything but jump around. Um, I wanted to watch a girl with passion make a visual novel. And what it turned into was watch how the industry slowly changes. And her interference makes it into whatever warp reality it is. It lost the heart of what it kind of opened up with and turned into some stupid sci-fi thing that gets into crazy aliens and stuff like that and completely throws it all in the trash. By the third or fourth episode, it it never recovered. It just kept going down and down and down to the point where I hated it by the end. I loved how this show opened up and I loved the passion that was in it and they squandered it. Now, the only hope I have is the, the manga. The synopsis seems like it's what I was looking for. So maybe the manga um, will be better. But this, disappointing. Chris, your time to be negative. Let Andrew take a break from being, let Andrew take a break from being negative. It's going to be a short break. Because um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I cheated again. Um, no, I, I, I didn't have... <sighs> Even the ones that I do have here in the disappointing doesn't mean I hate them. I just, they weren't, they weren't to the hopes that I wanted. Um, Hero is Dead um, is, is one of those that's so weird. I really did enjoy a lot of the show, but it just never felt like it got to a, an ultimate payoff. It, it felt like it got, it was trying too hard to be, something it's not it's a comedy and it and it needed to just stay light and goofy um it is it does have its dark humor um and and so i do acknowledge that but it does it does have this the it's it was more of a edgy humor and and i i think that it needed to just stay in that lane um it felt like it was trying too hard to go somewhere it didn't really need to go the story um, kind of made it the story the moment it tried, it tried to be like have a story. It's like this is kind of boring. Like it was turning yeah. into an action flick, and it's like you guys don't have the budget for this. Yeah, <laughs> don't even try. It, it, it was better when it was just a comedy. Yeah. yeah, it just it did it just didn't work. Um, I have farming life. I really did enjoy this show. So what? I know, right? You didn't put in your ESEC guy. Now it's here. This is danger zone. <laughs> it's. I thought he said he. Love this show. I love this show. I do really love the show. It the my biggest problem with this is I felt it was very rushed. Um, it's 
it feels like it should be a lot more relaxed and taking its time, just enjoying itself and enjoying its time doing things. It feels like they were trying too hard to get through a lot of content. Um, and I am very curious as to see how the, um, the original light novel is because I seriously doubt it burned through that much content that fast. It feels like it just was rushed, extremely rushed. Um, and then my last one is... Was uh, it a manga? It might be a light novel. I want to say that it's manga, though. It'll be interesting it'll be to novel. say either way. I think that it burned through that content. Yeah. It just felt overly rushed. Um, and it, 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 sh it feels like it should be a calm, relaxing, just taking things as it goes type story. Minecraft in another world, yes. Yeah. Um, my last one is my number one is Konosuba explosion on this wonderful. That world. was a massive disappointment. It was a massive disappointment. I, I really, really, so I so hyped for it. Like I a was, whole show I, of Mega I, I, it's easily one of my favorite characters in that show and to have it. Union just, was great. Just have <laughs> it, um, Union carried, have it just miss all of its jokes i mean i i had to wait until almost the end of the show before jokes started kicking in and actually um making me chuckle a little bit and that's it i just chuckled a little bit at a, at a joke here and there it just nothing was working and it really really sucks i i wish it was so much more than that that was one of those ones where like when i was watching it i was afraid that when i went to review it i i was like I feel like I'm going to be like negative on this show and everybody's going to say, you're crazy. It's Konosuba. And the moment I get out there and I start putting my opinion out there and trying to be honest with people, it's like one of those ones where I don't think I really heard anybody say you're wrong. Like it just felt like across the board. So many, and I'm sure there's outliers. I'm not saying everybody didn't like it. It just seemed like across the board. So many people were like, I agree. I, what is this? <laughs> and most people were saying, and I think you said it as well when we were doing the reviews and stuff. Most people were saying, you don't realize how perfect that chemistry was from the original series until you don't have it. The, the reason why Konosuba works is it's everybody in a group. Is it, it's Kazuya, Kazuma, 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 it's, it's Aqua, it's Darkness, it's Megaman, them together. And like I said, the only one that worked, I think, for me in this one was Union. And I think it's because, yeah, Union is part of of this offshoot of Megaman's humor from the original series. But she sort of is built to stand on her own because yeah. she is a comedy act that comes in. Everybody else, they work great together. <laughs> so it's kind of it's, it's a sad thing. But it is what it is. Is that it? Yeah, it's gonna be um biggest surprise. Let's be po let's go back to positive. The rest of this is gonna be positive. Let's get back to positive. Biggest surprises for me. Most of the stuff I pretty much hit on already before. Danger to my heart was not expecting to love this show as much as I have. Um, there was a little. It's it's number five because I kind of had a sense that I might like it based on the artwork and the character design and the PVs. But it was a it was a massive shock for me. Megan and Dolly had no expectations into it i think there was we did know that it was based on the it was the same uh mangaka at the time but i just didn't know if it was going to work because it was so dark and mysterious and not sakamoto but it worked it the mangaka nailed it <laughs> so i rest in peace again 
Uh, number three, Masterful Cat. I was fearful because it was Gohan's, and I just didn't think I would care for it. It was going to be like this this fluffy show about this cat making food. I'm not a foodie person. It was going to be, but I I loved every minute of it besides the first episode. Um, Overtake, zero expectations coming into it. I was excited for Troika to come back, but I was expecting pretty boys riding race cars, and it punched me like so many times, like had me in tears. I was not expecting that show to be as good as it was. It, I think it was about the six episode point and onward. It just keeps getting better. Um, it's, I mean, it's good from the start, but yeah. And then number one, obviously, Yuzuka Family's Four Sons. I had zero, absolutely zero expectations for that show. I think even when we were doing the preview, I was like, cool. I mean, it's it's probably going to be like Minami K, but all boys instead of all sisters. And I was not expecting for it to just literally rip my heart out step it on a few times, um, hug it, give it back to me with, with it nice and clean. They put it in the washer and dryer. They got it nice and fluffed up for me and they gave it back to me. And I said, thank you. And they, they put it back in, they sewed me up and we all get, give a hug. And then I just want those boys to be happy. They hurt me and they, and then they, they got me crying and then they, we all hugged and we all moved on. Good boys. Chris has zero. Nothing surprised Chris. Nope. <laughs> he's like, I knew everything that was coming. Best girl. He's got best girls, though. Let's move on to the best girl. Here's the most the most controversial segment of this entire thing is best girls and best boys and cutest characters. Um, I am not going to go through the list of all the girls that I listed. There's a ton of good, good girls. If you guys want to know, I made an entire tier list live stream where I went through every single girl and tier list of them. So you can go check that out if you want my thoughts on all of them. Uh, for Chris, that's up to him. But my list, after looking through all of it and struggling over, do I pick characters that are great stories, great developments, or just are waifus? Uh, I came down with number five, Karane, best girl of 100 girlfriends who really, really love you. Um, the reason why she's in my list is honestly because she is like a... She is a archetype of a bygone era. Like, she is a Sundete. And Sundetes are kind of just delegated to villainesses anymore, it feels like. They're just not really utilized much. And she was just a very refreshing version of it. Just kind of raw as it is. But at the same time, trying to make it somewhat justified in the story. And she's just super cute. I love her character. Just, just tell the truth, okay? You, you, you missed your your aggressive beat beat the crap out of you, um, Sundetes. Just eh, admit it. Not really, you, you're you're Sundete to the Sundete. I know you, you, you always said you never cared for it, but obviously you do love them. Just because she does that doesn't mean it's suddenly a thing that I miss. I don't really have any attachment to that. Um, number four. Yamada of Dangers of My Heart. I kind of want to put her higher, but there's a reason for that, and that's just because the following characters are going to be absolutely amazing. Yamada is just a, a very cute character. She's got so much heart in there. She's got a little bit of a... She has barrier issues. She feels like she can jump in there and just get in there, and then she realizes that she kind of stepped too far, and then she kind of gets all flustered about it. Um, she's just honest with herself, and I really respect that. She's just a very great all-around character. Three, Kana, Oshinoko. Best girl of Oshinoko so far. I'm always open to any of the other characters taking over. If Memcho wanna have if Memcho wants a story arc where she takes over, I'll go with Memcho. But for now, 
it's Kana. I'll wait for the Ruby moment too. I've heard some people saying there's gonna be a Ruby moment, but for now, Kana is the one that's still in the show for me. I absolutely love her character. She just got she's I think out of all the character had the most development of the entire first season, and so I'm sure that's gonna probably shift in the coming seasons. But for now, I love her character. She's super sweet. I love her design. I love all those awkward moments from her past that keep cropping up. I love her insecurities, all the difficulties that she's faced and how that affects her now. Just, I just love her character. Number two, um, as the famous um, um, philosopher uh, Albert Einstein once said, it takes a boy to be best girl. Mahiro, Avonimai. I just get a kick out of him as her and the cuteness that he is. And I cannot <laughs> escape the fact that Mahiro is a dang cute girl. <laughs> so I have a lot of fun with him as a girl. Um, uh, just a, a lot of fun in the character himself, the struggles that he has. And yes, technically all the things that he finds about being a girl that he likes. It's, it's that discovery thing that I just had a cute, huge kick out of, but and yes, a lot of the art that comes out from Onimai is most of it's Mahiro, and it's a lot of good art, like the one that's up on my wall that I think is super cute. So yeah, he's just a, he's just adorable. So, and my number one, you can't you can't have a great character like Mahiro without best sis Mihari. <laughs> I think Mihari was a character that I just absolutely adore. She is the sister that is all heart. Um, loved every scene that she was in. I loved her getting tearful, trying to get her brother back. Um, it's that kind of sibling love that I just adore. The wholesome sibling love where this girl just wants to help her brother that she looked up to so much. Every time she's seen some sort of success or him doing something for her, just completely broke her. And she's super cute and a lot of fun. So easily my number one of the entire year. I was gonna, I was gonna put Ellen Lease, but I, the anime hasn't gotten that far. <laughs> for all those that watch my tier list yes I did technically put Ellen Lace above everybody else but it's because I, I've read what's to come and I really like her Chris who's your favorite girls of the year uh, number five I've got Tedakomori um, that's a good one she's she super is fun absolutely too much fun um, and of course all the girls that come with her they're, they're, they're in there too but yeah Tedakomori is awesome um, Lum, because I just, I can't get past that, um, that, uh, verbal tick. I, I just love it. I say you nailed it so bad. <laughs> she nailed it so bad. Um, I, I, I think that that, that world is, is she's, she's too good for that world. She, she needs to come over to our world. Uh, we'll take very good care of her. Um, Lisa Lett, absolutely love that show. Uh, and I love her. She just absolutely Jumped out is probably my favorite Sundere of all time. I I did not have as much fun. I I, I there there's just something about uh, her version of Sundere just it worked for me, and I really did enjoy it. Then I've got uh, Kotoko from uh, Inspector. I I love her character art. I've always loved her. I I you watched the second season. I didn't watch it, but I I needed another character. I'm gonna put her in. I'm, I I'll use any excuse to put her in. Um, and then my number one is gonna at be, least um, put at least put the Snowhime in there. She was great, and it was Aoyuki. 
Okay, but I, Yuki was great. But but I like her. And she was thirsty. <laughs> well, so was Kotoko. <laughs> Who can outthirst each other, Yuki or Kotoko? Um, then my uh, my number one is Sarafi from Sacrificial Princess. I absolutely love her character artwork. I love the the character growth that she went through through the entire show. Um, she was a very strong character, and I absolutely love her. Best boys, which Chris is again like, I don't care about the boys. Uh, I have a right best time, boy list. It. I have a best boy list. Um, I I I start off with Yukichi. I, I think Yukichi from Masterful Cat is depressed again today was a he's literally he's literally what I want out of yeah yes technically way the house husband aired last year the the second part or second season whatever and I did love that and I think he again is a fantastic character but that show is just not really animated so I give for that purpose I will choose Yukichi because he's super fluffy and big and pretty much the house husband. But no, I, I liked him. He was a he was a he was a fun, fluffy little guy that um, just brought me joy every week. Number four, Rudius of Mashoko Tensei. Uh, he's just a very, very deep and complex character that I absolutely just, I just think is just incredibly wrote. Not the most strongest part of the season for me. Yes, it's technically his his. Um, his own insecurities just completely spiraling out of control to the point where he's physically not working right and eventually finding somebody that he finds trust in and then moving on from it. But not not my favorite part of his story arcs, honestly. That's why he's down four. Number three, Thorfinn of uh, Vinland Saga. An incredibly... Um, very complex character, and I think the second season is a sign of that, where you're seeing this significant change in his character and how he views the world and how he wants to, how he wants to live going forward. And I think Vinland Saga's second season was pretty much all about that. Um, number two, Ishikawa from uh, Danger of My Heart. I think he's a good boy, and I, I think especially for that first season, and we're getting a little bit more in the second season as well. Um, is I think the later parts of the first season is where the nuggets is for him as a character is that insecurities that he has for himself and his difficulties and his fears of being hated and being rejected. And I think that comes in full fold and I think he's a good boy. And then again, number one, because I can put him in both lists, Mahiro. <laughs> this is all a big setup for me to be able to put Mahiro in both best boy and best girl. Now, granted, I don't know what kind of person he is when he was a boy, but I can still put him over here as a boy. Um, anyways, that was all jokes. Let's move on. He, yes, he's Mahiro is my number one because I could put him in two different lists because it's Mahiro. Cutest characters. Chris got a cute character. He ran out of time, but he at least filled out the cutest characters. Um, there wasn't very... I didn't get too big of a list when, I, when it comes to cutest characters. Who did I not put in my list? Uh, I didn't put Risa, girlfriend, girlfriend. The sister from Girlfriend, Girlfriend was super cute and super fun. I think she is great. Um, what else? Mie, I didn't put in my list, did I? Yeah, Mie is super cute as well. From Girl, I like, forgot her glasses. I think I had everybody else in my list, right? Anya. Anya, I think, was kind of lacking in the season of Spy Family. But once she was there, she was super cute. My list I have is number five, Nishimura of Clueless Girlfriend. Uh, Clueless Girlfriend. <laughs> Clueless, my Clueless First Friend. 
Uh, she's not clueless. The boy is. Uh, my clueless, clueless for, first friend, Nishimura. Yes, part of it's because it's voiced by the Seiyu that does Roxy. So it's basically like a cute little Roxy that's getting bullied, which broke my heart. But she was super sweet. I, I felt su- I, way bad for her, and I wanted all the best in the world for her. My number four, uh, Gakuto from Yuzuki's sons, uh, Four Sons. Uh, Gakuto is just super precious. I want that boy to be happy for the rest of his life. Um, I, I adore him, and uh, I, I, I want to protect his smile. Three, Momoka of U149. Momoka was easily my favorite character of U149, and her episode was just absolutely precious. I love love seeing her do the skydiving. It was an, an amazing scene. I've watched that scene so many times of her giving her little speech and then doing the skydiving and that great animation of her down there. And it was just it was a, a just amazing episode. I absolutely loved it. Shizuka, number two of 100 Girlfriends. Shizuka must be protected. She must she must never be forced to talk. It, she, if she wants to keep quiet, that's perfectly fine. I just want her to be happy and protected. And don't let her out of your sight when she's in the water. I'm still mad about that, by the way. Of how much those, as how much he cares about her, knowing she can't swim, lets her out of his sight because he gets all, he gets distracted by those hussies. <laughs> she legit said that she can't swim. Um, and my number one, there's no contest here. No, number one is an easy. Um, is by far the cutest, the the most must be protected, the most I my heart breaks for her. Julie from Ashoka Tensei. Julie must always be smiling. Chris, what did you come up with? Uh, oh, you just oh 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 B yeah that's right B was cute. Yeah, I, I I was gonna put her in here and I forgot. Um, uh, but either way, it is it is what it is. You yeah, see, you copied it. Just throw on your it, bottom. It, 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 yeah, it, it, I I was like putting her in there. No, put Gokto in there. You, yeah, you got one more spot. Gotcha. You got Gokto. one more spot. You can put Gokto in there. Oh, he's, the boy. Um, yeah, he's kind of cute. Um, but uh, I've got for number four. I've got uh, I've got Julie as uh from uh Shuka Tensei. um number three i've got b from uh faraway paladin she's absolutely they're they're both absolutely adorable um like andrew said shizuka absolutely all these girls are obviously protect them with everything and uh my number one where i do uh uh go in a different direction is mia from tierman fantasy Desuwa. i love that desuwa desuwa uh, last category we have before we go into the seasonals and the best of is the besto kapuru. This one was pretty easy for me, I think. I mean, there's a couple funnies that I want to throw out there, like um, Lilia and Lainey from Magical Revolution. I completely shipped that. The maiden, the vampire girl, completely shipped that. Um, I think that was more hotter than the main couple. Uh, Akane and Yamada, I thought was a really solid couple. Um, Kana and Aqua would definitely ship those two. Yor and Lloyd's always a solid um, pairing. Say and, and Hawk, like I said, is, is a solid pairing as well. I think the only thing that kind of makes that difficult is that they just didn't do a very good job with uh, with Hawk, but that, that's fine. They're, I'm still happy for them. If, if Say's happy, I'm happy for her. 
Um, what else? Oh yeah, Tedakomari and and the um, yeah, Sakuna. Yeah, I ship I ship Tedakomari and Sakuna. I know I know. There's probably an, a maid, the maid girl. I'll give Tedakomari to all all four. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They're, they're all. I love them each for their own reason. The one I'm very conflicted is is Reliana and Noah. As much as I have my issues with how that series I, ended, I, didn't like I thought their chemistry was fantastic. I think it was kind of the whole thing where, yes, he seems like he's overbearing, but he's not really crossing the line much unless he's kind of teasing her. And she gets so flustered over it. I really like it. So despite the fact that I think it just never really goes anywhere and the inning sucks, I really did like their chemistry. Um, What else? I, I joke ship uh, Saito and... And Laughing Pond from Handyman Saito, but we all know that Relza is probably the that's that's where it kind of fits, I guess. That was a bad statement to make. You know what I mean? Fits theoretically. You did it. You did it. I wasn't even thinking about it. It's the size of Laughing Pond. What else? Um, yeah, the the Somniac couples is cute and all that kind of stuff. So. My list, though, number five, uh, Serafi and Leonhart, Sacrificial Princess, um, what time they do get to spend together, they're cute. Um, often they're kind of separated and she's trying to prove herself to somebody. Uh, number four, Handyman Saito, Railza and Saito. I think in the end, I really did think they were the cute little couple and I shipped them and I and I wanted them to be happy. Uh, number three, I have my home hero, Kasen uh, and uh, Tetsuo, of course, is the, the dad and the mom. Mainly because Kasten is the mom is great. She's such a good mom. Um, she's just a, she's a mama bear. You mess with my daughter, you're gonna get it. Um, but like I always like that one moment where she she realized this person's kind of sniffing around too much, and her response is, "I think we have to get rid of them." I'm like, "Damn, mom! Mom's ready to start to bury the next person. <laughs> They're messing with her girl." Um, anyways, uh, number two. I have Ishikawa and Yamada. I think they're super sweet and danger in my heart. I, I want them to be happy and, and together. And then my number one I have is Anisvia and Euphelia from um, Magical Revolution. I think they nailed their characters, the, how they support each other, what they do for each other. All that stuff is fantastic. And in the end, I, I ship them so bad. So that's my best couples of 2023. Cox's first name, Albert? Oh yeah, Su uh, Saku and Yukichi. I I I said that earlier, but yeah, the masterful cat. I I I think he's a great husband. What? Is Hawk's first name Albert? Yeah. I put Say down there, so I figured I use her his first name too. That's why I, put I just Albert. assumed that was what you meant. Alberto Hawkson. She um, just always says Hawkson. Yeah, because I think he even refers to her as Say, but I think that's kind of a respect thing. She's kind of stuck in the Japanese way. Mm-hmm. Commander Hulks. Okay, I've got um I I only did two. Um I got uh Sadafi and <laughs> it's getting less every time. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up with you, all right? Um uh, I've got uh Sadafi and Leonhart as my number two group uh coupling. Um they're absolutely just too adorable together. I really did love the the amount that they went through together and the growth in their relationship. Um, and then my easy number one answer is Say and uh, Hawk. Uh, I think that they are absolutely adorable together. And 
like I said, got a great payoff. So, yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. That's, that's it for all the genres and all the extra categories. It is time, Chris. It is time to dive into the seasonal picks before we pick our favorite anime of the year. Look, I'm just going to put you on pause. Spoiler. What? Because I can't keep up with you. I'm I'm filling in right now. Oh, gotcha. Let me pad, Chris. Let me pad. Um, but no, uh, I admittedly, I have done all of this beforehand. Because yes, for those that are not horrible individuals that don't support Andrew and his ventures into the YouTube atmosphere, unless you're watching this on YouTube and you're already here, then what's up? But everybody that's on the podcast, they don't know about uh, our youtube channel and all the stuff that i do there every season i am doing a top list for the seasons so i already have a list and i've already filled them out and i am not even going to begin to try to force myself to re-examine the list i i I, I technically sort of do but for the most part i'm pretty solid in all the ones i've chosen there's like there's there may be an inkling here or there where i'm looking at a list and i go looking back after you know eight months is this still my favorite but no i think all the at least the top fives like if you ask me if i've changed my mind on the top tens i might i might bend on something but since we're since chris always forced us to do five i'm pretty i'm pretty unmoving with all my top five lists so yeah well that said let's start off things with the winter 2023 anime season top five anime which yes i i think of all the seasons winter was the most difficult and it was technically the the season that had like 66 shows it was a it was a record-breaking year or a record-breaking season It is a record-breaking year but it was a record-breaking season in the idea that that was i think the most we've ever seen in a single season was 66 something shows i think it was 66 it might have been more than that and yes it brought a lot of shrug shows but it brought a lot of really good shows like i i i struggle with making my 10 list then and in the end when i had to break it down to five i don't think i had too much of a problem but it was still it was a struggle for me because i was cutting off things like sudane i was cutting off of two year attorney second season i was cutting off Machi season four part two um yes uh sundere least a lot soon which is an incredible show um buddy daddy's is that there was a ton of really good shows that season. Campfire Cooking was really solid as well. Uh, Handyman Saito. No, I didn't cut off Handyman Saito. Spoiler. Anyways, because I keep kind of mentioning these names, I'll eventually spoil them all. Let's get into my top five. Starting off with number five, I have Saving 80,000 Gold in Another World for My Retirement. Like I've said before, a really good twist on it. I really like the main character. She's a lot of fun. And it's got a, a nice little kind of explain the both sides and that mixture of bouncing back and forth and a lot of fun comedy around that. I, I, I still got a kick out of the fact that she teleported, panicked and teleported back home to our world on her moped and ended up on her bed with her moped. 
um number four handyman saito like i mentioned before i think it's a really hilarious comedy um around being isekai'd and just a lot of it has a lot of fun raunchy humor a lot of fun uh fantasy humor all that kind of stuff all mixed in there that was really great great characters too number three bungo stray dogs season four absolutely loved getting back in the bungo stray dogs i think it is literally one of the best franchises of all time that i've ever dived into i cannot wait to read them through the manga again um i haven't read through it i'm, I'm read through the story again through the manga rather than the anime because i gotta have to do something in order to get my fix because i think apparently we've caught up with the manga so i'm looking forward to that i think it's incredible their their character writing is just unmatchable with how many characters they have number two magical revolution really loved it, it was a great little fantasy yuri slash um isekai series that i just loved every minute of it and my number one without a doubt it's easy only my i'm not your sister i think it's just again by all accounts a perfect adaptation it is the example of an adaptation that took the manga the source material and took it to a whole nother level the what they what bind did with that was incredible so and all the animators did an incredible job on it except for the only negative i give is that they they enhanced certain female characters a bit too much in the chest size it's like that's not their chest size. i don't know what they were doing they're like hey let's just make them really huge uh they're like two characters and for some reason they decided to go from like this to this and it's like okay somebody's got tastes i guess in that chris all right going got, for four again i got for my number four well I, I i looked through that that list like five times so unless you're missing something you didn't like magical revolution didn't like Candyman Saito either. It was okay. Didn't huh? like Laughing Pond. I didn't want. I didn't finish uh, oh. Candyman. Oh, oh. I got to a, a good portion, but I didn't get to that. I didn't get far enough to. You miss uh, any, any kind of son's dog. Why does it say Chris? Don't say Chris. <laughs> um, I am not the fifth uh, greatest uh, show. You of didn't. Winter. You didn't watch any uh, kind son's dog. You put that up there. Did it say Yatsura? Yeah. Didn't you like it? say Yatsura? No, I did technically like Magical Revolution, so it's not, it's not, oh. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I, it's not like I'm choosing it because it's good or anything, Rebecca. Um, no, uh, I definitely am not putting, uh, Negan Fushin up there. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, that one's fine. So my number five is Magical Revolution, as we just added to my list just now, as we were speaking. Um, on the fly. We're doing it on live. On the fly. We're doing it live. Um, and my number four is Eminence in the Shadow. I absolutely love the Shadow Garden. Love the love that uh, that group in general. I love half um, the show. Half the show. Half the show. Once it's on the screen, I like Shadow Garden. I like how every time we bring up Eminence in the Shadow, this entire podcast, Chris says, "I like the Shadow Garden," <laughs> and I'm just over here staying quiet, like I don't want to make him mad and say anything. Um, yeah, it it is what it is. So we got it. <laughs> it's on there. It's on my list. I'm done. I don't want to talk about it no more. No. Uh, Until he gets to the season where season two is at. Is it fall? Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not again. sure what I'm going to do there. I might add it there. We'll see. We'll see what else, whether there's stuff is in there. there. There's nothing for me to put in the list. I, it's the problem. Um, no. Any, uh, so here's my real list. Number three. I've got saving 80,000 gold in... Uh, I absolutely love that. Like I said before, love love her snarky personality. 
and I thought it was a fantastic show. Um, number two, I've got Sundari Villainous. Um, is yeah, like I said, absolutely love um, Lisa Lot. Love the love the goofy hijinks of the characters talking about her, um, and all that stuff. Weird take on the uh, on the villainous, and I loved it. Um, and then my number one is Oshinoko. Um, I'm sorry, that's Andrew's Best of Spring show, <laughs> not mine. Spoiler! <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> so what's your number one of winter, Chris? Spoiler. Why don't you spoil it since I spoiled yours? No. Um, it's Onimai. I absolutely Because it's not it. a hard one to pick. <laughs> what is Chris's number one? I don't know. He hasn't talked about Onimai yet. I wonder what's his number one. <laughs> Probably Onimai. No, it's definitely not Oshinoko because that wasn't winter. Uh, <laughs> I'm, my, I'm sorry. I accidentally... Yeah, I, you could probably delete this whole, whole section if you wanted for all of <laughs> No, I don't like editing really long podcasts. I just want to go. It was an accident, okay? You want to go there and and clear your throat and snort? I'm gonna leave it in. (laughs) Anyway, my my favorite of the of winter is uh, easily Animai. It was absolutely a fantastic show. It too cute. Loved it. Loved the um, the acceptance of yourself themes that they add all through it. So yeah, I loved it. Accepting that you are adorbs. Mm -hmm. Spring. 2023 since i already said it (laughs) um i think honorable mentions i have in here was obviously vin saga second season i i felt like it was just it shouldn't have been two cores it went through like fall into winter i believe no winter into fall or winter and spring um it was just it was too long they should have shortened it to like maybe 14 episodes or something like that so it did drag a bit um, but it was still a great story. Uh, Yamada at level 999, I thought was, at first I wasn't sure if I'd like it, but it actually turned into a really good show. I really love the characters. Insomniacs After School, really loved that one. Thought it was really um, heartfelt. Really loved the characters. Gundam Witch Mercury wasn't as good as I was hoping it to be, but it's still saw Gundam. I'm going to say that over and over again. Anything else that I don't have on my list? Yes, I covered that one. Definitely not Yuri is my job. I should put that in the disappointing list. <laughs> Not disappointing list, worst. Uh, there was no expectations for years of my job. That's pretty much it. Yeah, Idol Master U149. Yeah, that one's another. Like four episodes are really good, but the rest of it I wasn't like super soul on, so I didn't put that in my list. So my my top of spring starts off with number five as Skip and Loafers. Again, I've mentioned earlier a really amazing slice of life series, which is really great characters. Uh, number four, Ranking of Kings, Treasure Chest of Courage. Like I said, getting that that final conclusion of Oaken's story and going right into like everything beyond the first season that I just eat up. I, I really enjoyed. Three, Dangers of My Heart. Like I said, it's going down as one of my favorite romance of all time. Uh, number two, Heavenly Delusions. Again, really incredible little mystery, supernatural, uh, sci-fi type of series that I just I want more of. And I know that they got pretty close to the source material, so we're not going to get any more anytime soon. But I love it, so... And my number one... What was it again, Chris? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> oh, should I go? Uh, like I said before, incredible writer. Um, I just I just think he just knows the industry way too well. It's scary. Um, it's stuff that I have, I have seen through reading about things. It is just kind of the darker side of the entertainment industry that nobody wants to kind of acknowledge, but he is totally welcome to 
air out in a way that is extremely entertaining, uh, heart-wrenching at the same time, difficult to swallow at times, um, and at the same time having characters that are just a lot of fun to see on the screen. So I think it's a, it's a fantastic series that I cannot wait for more. So, Chris, what is your... Uh, oh, hold on a second. Danger to my heart. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, number, uh, number five, I have a skip <laughs> so lover. Funny. You started with number one, just, just fight me. Well, let's start with number one then. I mean, number five is Skip and Loafer. Um, I absolutely love that show. It, um, absolutely sweet. Um, love the, uh, discussion of, uh, the masks we wear and, um, stuff like that. I, I thought it was a really fantastic show. Um, number four, I've got a otaku elf um like i said before j love the twist on the isekai love the uh uh seeing things through the perspective of um an elf in in way past past and her spin on just different historical events um really heart touch moments all through the show um my number three is my clueless first friend. Absolutely adorable puppy love. Number two is Kuma 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 Bear uh, Punch. Absolutely love the adorable cute girls doing cute things in a video game. Um, and then my number one is, as Andrew spoiled, Dangers in My Heart. What are you talking about? Yeah. I was just telling everybody what my third one is again. Yeah, huh? Gotcha. Uh, summer. Things heat up with summer. Um, let's see what honorable mentions I have on that one. I obviously undead murder farce. Not obviously, unfortunately, <laughs> undead murder farce. Um, I, I think the only reason that that didn't really get high on my list, as much as I love the beginning segments of it, I did feel like that last arc was not quite what I was hoping for, but it was still a solid series overall. Uh, Sacrificial Princess, really great series. Uh, Masterful Cat is depressing in a day. Um, really did fight to get up there as well. Um, I just enjoy that series overall. Level 1 Demon Lore was a lot of fun, and I wanted to put that in my list. Bleach obviously wasn't uh, eligible because it's a long-running series. What else was in there? St. Cecilia was was really sweet. I didn't like the later arc of it, but it was a it was a sweet show. Duke of Death, I wanted to put in my list, really. Um, besides a couple of the first episodes of the second season, I really did enjoy it. I think everything around Kuf was, was, was great. I think that's pretty much it. Everything else is in my list. So this, this one was, I think, a pretty cut... Um, cut and dry season for me. Like I can, I can tell you my top five, and I just don't even have a problem with it. Um, starting off with number five, I have Bang Dream as my go. Uh, again, it was a series that I did feel was very melodramatic with a lot of the side characters, but it doesn't take away from the fact that the main character, the main, is pretty much the main character, the vocalist. Her story was incredible i just i felt for her i i broke for her i felt like her building of courage her the whole concept of her and the idea that she has trouble speaking and then she writes it down and then somebody kind of turned it into music and then she found the courage to sing that music um it, basically expressing the words that she could never say herself it was really fantastic i really enjoyed it um my number four my happy marriage really beautiful show about a girl kind of put through hard times you know finding purpose, not wanting to lose that purpose and fighting to keep that purpose while at the same time, somebody discovering, you know, what's important to him as well was really great. And I cannot wait for the second season. Uh, number three, fate state, fate, strange fake. Again, like I said before, 
re- it's basically Fate Zero vibes. I'm loving it. Um, he's an incredible writer, and that that prologue, pretty much episode zero, basically, is a really fantastic introduction to this new world that I cannot wait to see more of. Uh, number two, Bungo Stray Dogs season five. Always love Bungo. We'll never stop loving Bungo. And my number one was Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation Season 2 Part 1. Um, just, a, again, fantastic Isekai series. Christopher, your top five of summer 2023. We're on uh, summer? Number five of summer 2023. Okay, I've got... Number five. <laughs> um, Reign of the Seven um, Spellblades. Seven Absolutely. of them. You have seven of them. Yes. I have seven in the fifth sp- slot, and that is The Reign of the Seven. No, um, no I uh, absolutely love that show. Um, really liked the world that they were building there. Um, a lot of very interesting characters, a lot of very interesting mechanics in the world. Um, yeah, so that I loved it. Number four. Undead murder, uh, undead girl murder. <laughs> Why am I messing you up by doing the intro? I, I'm thinking, I'm guessing. I don't know what the heck's going on. Um, yeah, love it. Uh, love the uh, directing. Uh, love the characters. Love the charisma, uh, artwork, everything. Love it. Number three. Uh, most heretical last <laughs> boss. Uh, absolutely love the uh, the story. Um, Isn't it int- most heretical last boss queen from villainous to world savior or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It's number three. Most heretical last boss. She's got heretical problems. <laughs> Am I going number two? Sorry, is that number two? <laughs> number two. Um, I know you're sa- waiting now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I like it. Continue. Uh, Sacrificial prince- Princess. Absolutely love it. Love Seraphie. Um, love um, Leonhart. Really lo- uh, thought that they did some fantastic uh, stories um, uh, as as she rised up and through the ranks and uh change everybody's mind number one is it my happy marriage dang it <laughs> is it my happy marriage <laughs> it's my happy marriage <laughs> it's my happy marriage. <laughs> mine it should have been me is it one of those it should have been me i could change my hair color dang it <laughs> it should have been me <laughs> I should lock her up in my mansion because it should have been me. It's totally, it's totally a character arc right there. It should have been me. I was raised to do that. Dude's going to come back after he's given up on uh, on the blondie. He's totally going to hook up with the guy. He's going he's gonna <laughs> to hook up with the sister. That's uh, what's going to happen. That guy's going to hook up with the sister. He's already hooked up with the sister. He's gonna get rid of her and then come back for say or for uh getting the names of the characters mixed up. The guy the guy at the beginning who was in love with her. And he ended and and the daddy said No, I'm not talking about this that sister, a different sister. (laughs) The sister of the guy that she marries to. The one that was teaching her etiquette yeah, and stuff like that. She, was sweet. she can she, hook she was up sweet. with the guy that was trying to steal her away to be a part of the family in the mansion. Gotcha. I don't know. He's he's all right. He was all right, dude. Once he, he was all right. Once but he's going to figure things he, no, out. No, I just I thought that that he would be fitting for the. It should have been me. He, he, oh, gotcha. <laughs> Shut up, man. Me. Um, fall. 
fall 2023 anime season. Um, this one was a, this one, this one was pretty easy. There's a couple of like, I had to drop offs that kind of hurt a little bit. Uh, Zom 100, I think was really solid. That one's kind of a hurt. Pluto, I really badly wanted to put in my list, but it couldn't fit. Uh, Miggy and Dally was super good, and I wanted to have that in my list. That sucks. Tear Moon Empire, another one that really hurts to not have in my list. I wanted to acknowledge Hulk, but again, that whole second half kind of killed it for me. But it's still really, really solid. Uh, I mean, I, I even give credit to, to to Shield Hero 3 for not being that bad as the second season. It was a lot better of a season than the second season, for sure. Uh, Vexations, I really wanted to give a list credit to. Fortunately, again, couldn't fit. Is that it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, that's it. So, my list, though, my top five... <laughs> five. I want to say top ten. Top five anime of fall twenty twenty three anime season. Number five, Overtake. Overtake again, really incredible. Massive gut punch multiple times. Fantastic characters. The racing solid. How they how they build up the. I, I think the cool thing is this is kind of one of those sports shows where it does so well with the characters that the story is told through the race itself. Like you, you get invested in the rival characters and. So you do have that conflicting feeling when they do go in the race and their their futures are on the line, basically. So I did that very well. Anyways, number four, Dark Gathering. Gush, 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 gush. It's an amazing horror series. Please go give it a shot. Um, number three, Arknights, Perish and Frost. I love the Arknight franchise. I, I, I've tried the mobile game, but... I can't stick with it. It takes way too much dang time and dedication. It's literally like playing an MO, MMO where you have to like focus on it for hours on end. Um, but the story is amazing. And I loved um, Prelude to Dawn. And I love Perish and Frost. And I cannot wait for the next season. So I don't think they've announced it yet, which I was hoping they would in December. I think somebody leaked that they were going to announce it, but I haven't, I don't remember if I've seen that that was confirmed. But anyways, I want more. And then number two, I have 100 Girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. Um, again, a really refreshing take on the harem uh, franchise, or harem franchise, harem genre, and I absolutely loved it. The characters are so freaking fun. Every single one of the girls has their own chemistry that just works so well for it, and um, I love it a bit. So, and my number one, without a doubt, my number one favorite um fall 2023 anime season anime um literally is up there is hold on a second let me think um yeah the number one gem of the year of 2023 so it's both the number one of fall 2023 and the number one gem the hidden gem of the entire year that is so criminally underwatched on every single aggregation site like Mal and any chart, Yuzuki Family's Four Sons. Please, if you've not given it a shot, go give it a shot. Give it at least three episodes. That's where you can see pretty much from every perspective of the, the characters in that show. You get a sense of so many aspects like how it does comedy, how it does drama, how it does heartbreaking moments. All that stuff is kind of solidified in your views just in three episodes. Just give those three episodes a shot. It is worth your time especially if you're somebody that has siblings, 
um, because it kind of gets into all that stuff that's very relatable and it's just full of nostalgia. I think it's just incredible writing. It's got great style to it, incredible animation for what it's doing. Like A Slice of Life with some really good animation beats um, is very surprising, but it's incredible. I love it to death. Please go watch it. That's my number one of fall. Chris, what is your top five fall 2023 anime season? All right. I have got number five. Uh, Zom 100. I absolutely love this show. Um, really love the concept of it. Really love the characters and uh, just the fun nature of running through the apocalypse. So you have two 100s in your list. Yes, I have two 100s. Crazy. I have a million 100s. <laughs> Zom 100 girlfriends who really, really love you. <laughs> I never realized that. I didn't. I, I don't know why I never connected that there's two 100s in this season. That's mainly because Zom 100 was delayed for so long. Um, 100 girlfriends who really, really love you. Um, number four. That's my number four. Um, really adorable, uh, really goofy, uh, and lots of fun. Just great, great show. Number three, I've got Tier Moon Empire. Um, absolutely love this Desuwa. show. Desuwa. I don't um, know why you never say Desuwa at the end of that. You always have to say Desuwa at the end of Tier Moon Empire. Okay. I'm sorry. I, 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 I do it again. I, I'll get a Desuwa in Start over. somewhere. Start over. I love the Desuwa's. Start over. No. Number three. Number three. Number two. Tier Moon Empire, Desuwa. <laughs> Desuwa. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> my number two is Faraway Paladin. Desuwa. Desuwa. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to do the rest. The rest of the podcast is going to have Desuwa's in it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, number two is going to be Faraway Paladin. Absolutely love that show. Um, I I just love getting more of it, and I can't wait to get more of it after this. Um, I'm actually thinking about kicking Andrew into watching the uh, finishing up this season. Um, number one is Yuzuki family and their four sons. Um, <laughs> you can't get it. <laughs> Maybe I do it on purpose. Have you ever thought of that? Yes. Fooled me. Got me. <laughs> the Yuzuki family's four sons. It's actually the title. Have you ever looked at the title thing when you uh, watch the show? It actually says something about a youth, uh, youth, a uh, family's youthful uh, story or something. Yeah, like youthful that. story of the. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not Yuzuki family's four sons. Um. Anyway, absolutely love that show. I, I would be echoing a lot of the things that Andrew said. Uh, it's a fantastic show. I I do agree that. People need to go and watch it. It's it's really worth it. It's like two two years in a row that we had a fall gym show that just oozed wholesomeness. Last year, fall, we had um, Do It Yourself. And it was like, it just kind of kind of got sh overshadowed by things like Bochy the Rock. And this year kind of had the same thing. It came out of nowhere and it was just super wholesome and just really good storytelling. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But that leaves us with the final category. We're finally 
We're almost done, Chris. The final category, the top anime of the year 2023. Desua. Are you ready, Chris? No, because yeah. I, have, I, have, I have to make a, a choice between two. Okay, so I have... I have my top 10 list because when I did a video of it, I did 10. So I will go through my 10. Um, just know that I'm, it's, it's cut off at five as much as I hate that because like right after, f yeah, everything, I don't like if you're any gonna of cheat, these on. If you're going to cheat and do a top 10, I'm, and I'm going to cheat I, it's and make it a top. basically me saying honorable mentions, but I'm you gonna can gonna do whatever top, you want. I'm going to make a top six. That, 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 since Andrew can cheat, I can cheat. It's my list, damn it. Didn't we do this last year? hold on no you keep I trying to get me to hold go to on 10. you hold keep on. trying to get me to go to 10 no because i literally do youtube videos and i do 10 there so of course i'm gonna have 10 but i i don't know that we cut it off last year i'm pretty sure Chris i think we caved. ended up half we ended up uh i think you caved we need, we need an otaku spirit choice you caved yeah we did it i think we did combine them but um we did 10 last year look at there See, you act like this is something new. Because last year, I think I was fighting over like things like Shadow House and Vinitas and K Call It Man. Last year was insane, dude. Get this, Chris. Do it yourself. Made Abyss 2. Call the Night. Case Study Vinitas. Shadow House 2. Akabi uh, Sailor Uniform. Summertime Render. Rankin of Kings. Lake of Sequoil. Ascendance of Bookworm. That was last year, and you had pretty much everything. You had uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, Bibliothal Princess, mm -hmm. uh, Bochi the Rock, and Dress Up Darling. The rest you have pretty much is in my list. That was an insane year, dude. 2022 was crazy, dude. Anyway, sorry. Side tangent. This year, 2023. Um, so, anyway, starting from my number 10. Arc Knights, Parish and Frost. Number nine, 100 Girlfriends, who really, 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 really love you. Number eight, Magical Revolution. Number seven, Yuzuki Family's Four Sons. Number six, Bungo Stray Dogs. Fourth, fifth season is pretty much the same for me. It's just a split core, basically. Number five, Mushoku Tensei Java's Reincarnation, second season, part one. Number four, Dangers in My Heart. Number three, Heavenly Delusion. Number two, Oshinoko. And number one, such an easy guess. Yes, Pole Princess. It's what? Pole Princess. You didn't watch Pole Princess? I thought that was next year. I don't know. I, I don't know. Where it is. <laughs> He's like, I'm keeping track of that. You lying. I didn't see it come <laughs> up yet. It didn't pop up for me, so I didn't know you ain't on your list. It's like that. There was one that I really wanted to watch last year that like I could not find it anywhere. And I think it's because like it had some kind of like catastrophe with the funding and the production of it. Was the the recent season of uh, um, Oponsu. Is it, is it Pansu? The 
show me disgusted face and show me ponsu i thought that came out there's a new one with the russian girl and i have yet to find it anywhere and i oh, think yeah? it's because like they went to go produce it and they, they didn't release the blu-rays or something like that like i see information about it everywhere but i've yet to see the actual show mm. and the russian girl looks really hot so i want to watch it don't judge me anyways no it's it's only my Onimai is my number one. Hey, number one I, anime I, I of 2023 is Onimai. The Kowtow one. The what? The Kowtow. Oh, the Kowtow one? Yeah. That's all right. I like the Oponsu one better. I even went to the Isakai version. I mean, it's not like I have a thing for the whole disgusted look thing, but every now and then it's like, I kind of like hey, it. Hey, if, if it works for you. I, I kind of like It's more of like, it's a Sundete thing. The, the the disgusted look thing is <laughs> it's not that I care much for the disgusted look thing it's just that it it, it matches the Sundeta archetype gotcha. it's like they they're showing it but they're like eh. <laughs> so it's like you're just waiting for them to step on you not that I'm in for that whole thing <laughs> I actually don't like the whole stepping thing I don't get the stepping thing I don't know if it's like a an add on to the the foot thing because which I don't get the foot <laughs> thing. Like, it's like, where, where, where do we, like, it's a foot. Is this part, is this part of the giant thing, too? Apparently. <laughs> I chose not to cover Chain Soldier this week because I know it's just gonna be nothing but comments about the, the, the giant girl. Which, by the way, can be small, too. So she's not just a giant girl, she's a tiny girl. Oh, my gosh. She's a, she's a pocket princess. <coughs> so, Chris, what is your top... <laughs> what seven and a half you have on there six six anime of 2023 so we can finally wrap this up and i can stop sitting for the last what around four hours now i think we're at six hours or so you know it's six hours on four hours we took a break for a long time it is four hours right now <sighs> no that's just recorded time true um okay got number what did i say six number six is far away <laughs> Are we set? Are we cry, are we tired at this point? Number six is Far Away Ballad. Desuwa. Uh, number five is Sacrificial Princess. Desuwa. I now I want to put it in there just because of this. Where is she? <laughs> you don't have Tear Moon in your list. And he wants to put. <laughs> number seven is Tear Moon Empire. <laughs> I like how he acts like it never happened. Number seven is... <laughs> what else could I add in here? <laughs> Mei Dayo. Mei Dayo. <laughs> Mei Dayo. Oh, did you not watch The Girl Forgot Her Glasses? I only watched like three episodes of that. Oh, you didn't see the one where he got had her glasses at his house and she, he literally kept, <laughs> yes, because she was behind him. <laughs> he was having <laughs> problems <laughs> that night. <laughs> it's like, dang, I don't think I could ever like. I remember like having cases when I was I young. It was made uh, made this. I thought she was saying Dayo, um, but anyways, I've had I remember times like in the past where like you had like somebody you knew from school or something like that dropped something you knew it was theirs and like you seen it going home or something like that so you grabbed it and you were gonna take it to the next day i don't think i ever had a problem where i literally felt like the person was in my room <laughs> and talking to me because i had their glasses sitting on my counter i'm like this boy is just having problems sorry go ahead but that's how she looks at him 
is through the glasses. So, so in all actuality, those are her eyes. I so would, she's technically watching him all There's night. a good chance that <laughs> might be like some new like Mark Zuckerberg super augmentation glasses thing they're doing yeah, right this now. Is true and too. they could think that there's a camera in them. Anyway, number five. <laughs> Mashal. Miss Mashal, obviously. <laughs> Pole princess. It's Pole princess. <laughs> uh, one of the bizarre shows that we had last year. What did we have for bizarre shows? Besides Inakai Sun's dog, that's just too obvious. Anyways, continue, sorry. <laughs> Finish this. So we can go we can go. Uh Sacrificial Princess. Then number four, I've got Dangers in My Heart. Number three, I've got Onimai. Number two, I've got Yuzuki Family's Four Sons. And number one, I've got My Happy Marriage. Now, how are we going to combine these? <laughs> we have to. It was easy last year because we, we had the same number one. So we just did that for our, our top favorite pick. And then we, we tweeted out or something like that. What did we pick? Was it Bookworm? Did we side Bookworm, I think? Because I had Liquidus High and you had Rankin of Kings High, but we both had Ascendants of Bookworms 1 and 2. So I think we just picked a, uh, Rankin of King, And then the year before then, we had Mushoku Tensei, Season 1. But I mainly did that because I wanted to give acknowledgement where some other company wasn't. I don't know. It seems like Onimai would Onimai be the best, best choice. Looks like it's going to be picked because you didn't even pick Oshinoko for some reason. Damn. Oshinoko is nowhere even in his tin list, and he didn't even pick tin. Damn. It's not even in my in my list on that on that year on that season. <laughs> Jeez. Do you need to revise your list or are you just don't, I'm guessing, not care that much? Holy crap. I must have just had had the screen down too far. Or I got I kept seeing Mashal and my brain kept like skirting over it. There's nothing else over there that I missed, right? All right. I got to adjust my show's spring. Uh, Otaku Elf is number five now. Uh, Clueless First Friend is number th four. four. Number three is Kuma 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 Bear. And number two is Oshinoko. And Dangers of My Heart is still number one. <laughs> still no one. So that would shift. All right. We're Don't done. ask me this in five seconds because it's really fighting for the, the spots between Sacrificial Princess, Oshinoko, and... Paladin are all fighting neck and neck for that spot. So I've got Tierman uh, Empire is my what is that eight now? <laughs> yes. Uh, Far away Paladin is seven. Sacrificial Princess is six. Oceanoko is number five. Dangers in My Heart is number four. Onimai is number three. Yuzuku Family's Four Sons number two, and My Happy Marriage is number one. Now, going back to the original question is, how do we balance your number one with my number three, which seems the obvious is, that's what I'm saying is, Onimai is probably number one. Oshinoko is technically my five and your two. Yeah, the only ones that are matching right now is Yuzuki, Onimai, Dangers. Um, you don't even have Mashoko. Um, uh, my is higher, so it's like in weight value, it's like Onimai, Yuzuki, Dangers, Oshinoko. Is Oshinoko? Yeah, because Oshinoko is like two and five. 
No, it would be Oshinoko before Dangers, huh? Oshinoko, Dangers. And then everything else, I think, is pretty much different for both of our lists. So it would be based on higher Mishoko value. Technically, Mishoko would be in there. I just... Mishoko. And then from then on, it'd be like Heavenly. No, happy Mar My Happy Marriage is next. Because you have it high on your list. And then be... This is based on weight value on mm -hmm. the, the placement. Heavenly. And then Bungo. Uh, basically, Bungo and Sack Prince. The top five is easy. Is Onimai, use a key. Well, sorry, I'm doing a Chris method. The, by weight value between our two lists, the top five would be Mashoko Tensei, Dangers of My Heart, Oshinoko, Yuzuki, and then Onimai is number one. And that's based on placement of like one. My number one, number three for him is Onimai, and Yuzuki being his two and my seven. Then Dangers and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, the easiest one is to really pick the number one. Um, granted, I, I, I do really like my happy marriage and it's not, it's a, it's a very good choice for him for his number one. It's just, it did not, it did not, it, it, it fought with 10 contenders that just not, well, did not want to let up. Well, it, when it, when it, when it comes to our, our particular, I mean, cause I, I acknowledge a lot of what Andrew's got in his list. It's not. I mean, uh, like I said, uh, when we were talking about Mishoko, it technically it should be on my list. It's just like uh, I I don't know. It, it, it happens. I I put it would probably go in the spot where our number ones are always marriage, different. It would go. Yeah. Uh -huh. Our number ones are always different, I think. Um, yeah. Except for maybe 2021, which I think we both had Mishoko. I think. I mean, if you had asked different. me, if you had asked me yesterday, I would not have figured I would have put Yuzuki that as high as I did. I I really did enjoy it, but I did. It wasn't. It was. It didn't blow me away. But putting it when I start actually looking at all the all the all the shows in the the this this the year in general, it's like, yeah, I don't I don't see why Andrew was not. He wasn't lying when he said it's one of the best of the of the year. It's, I, I'm looking at all the shows and easily it's 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 knocking everybody out. I, I'm actually surprised. Yeah, I think 2021 is the only time where we had the same number one that was Mashoko. Um, and are there any other year after that? We're usually like one of us has a one, and the other one has it a second. <laughs> like uh, Sentence of Bookworm season two. Um, I had number one. You had a number two. Um, you had Smile on the Runway, which I had that, I think I had that, like, um, 10. 2021, we were the same. 2022, uh, I had Sin as a season three as number one. You had it number two. I think that's why it made it number, Rank of a King, you had it number one. I had it number three. So we're usually, like, pretty, we're not, we, we have different opinions, but we're kind of on the same page. Yeah. We just don't weigh them as much as each other. Like, we agree on how good something is, but just not what is the best. And then that's obviously going to be the personal taste difference there. Shoot, we were way off. We were we were way off from each other in 20, uh, 2019. I had Babylon, which you didn't, unfortunately, didn't watch, um, except for that one scene. <laughs> the closest we had that was the highest was A Sense of Bookworm, which I was two and you were on three. I can't believe we were that low on A Sense of Bookworm at the time. That first season was not... I think it picked up a lot with season two. Season one is kind of slow, but it's not not bad. Because I think I ran into that with a couple of people when they were I was trying to suggest people to pick up on the sentence of bookworm, 
and they were checking out the anime and they were like, it's really slow. And I'm like, you know what? If I think about it, yeah, technically I think it starts off. I really like the start because obviously I put it as my number two of all the entire year. Um, but I do acknowledge that I think it did have like a slow start. Like at some point it picks up where she starts to, to not be able to control it. And that's where it really starts to pick up. You get into the church and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. anyways, that's a long to do to, to say, what, what, what else are we getting into? We good with Onimaya's number one of anime of Otaku yeah. Spirit then? That's fine. I'm good with that. I go. I'm glad I, I, think, I'm I, think glad that, I won I think this that argument. our list, uh, our combined list is actually just fine the way it is. You actually really like our list because I, I won a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want Anyways. to consider it, you won. I, I'll go with it. You're like, I'm the loser. But in the end, we all win. Because Onimai is. I, I I I might ask for my happy marriage to go a little higher, but that's just my opinion. We usually do that with whenever one is um, high on somebody else's list. Like if somebody, it's usually like when there's there's a. You usually give it to me whenever there's a list that we're combining where you didn't watch something. Yeah. And you'd usually give it to me. Where do you want it? At least higher right than Mashuko. But yeah, da- dangerous. Wow. Like, I don't really mind. I just wanted to beat Mashuko. <laughs> that my poor Sylvie. <laughs> Ouch. I, I'm even I'm even I'm even bashing Ouch. my poor Sylvie. Yeah, she wasn't even in his best girl list, was she? Nope, she wasn't. Wow. Oh, I didn't think about that. I should put Fit Senpai in my best boys. I Fit should. Sim- I, I totally Um could. I like Fitz. I really like Fitz. Um, this is one of those interesting things that I don't know if I, I we had mentioned at any point if we didn't review or anything because we were trying to keep we're trying not I mean though the anime pretty much just throws it out there. One of the things that I we we talked about for quite a bit was when I was going through the novel series and we got to that whole segment of Fitz um, kind of being revealed in the anime. For those that don't know, in the anime of Mishoko Tensei, they they reveal it right off the bat. This is Fitz. This is who Fitz is. In the novel series, it's kept a secret. So you don't, you just assume that Fitz is a different person. And I was telling some people as it was going along, I kept theorizing that it was um, not Fitz. It was Sylphie. And the twist came, or the when, when it started to build up to that point where it was going to reveal it, I kind of wanted them to be separate. Because I really liked Fitz as its own character. And I did not want it to be... I kind of didn't want it to be the same as Sylvie. I kind of wanted them to be separate. And yeah, it so happens it doesn't go that way. <laughs> the, the the writing is not what I want it to be, which is fine. So it was just it was just an interesting way of being able to split the two. Anyways, that, that, that was a weird way of ending our deliberations for an entire year of anime is talking about Fence Senpai. What does Master Fitz think? I enjoyed those segments. But yeah, that's our that's our top picks for the entirety year of anime of 2023. I, I've, I've always pride ourselves on being the most thorough examination of the entirety of the year, featuring way too many anime. Like, what do we have on the shortlist here? I don't know. I know this is not all the anime here, but what is the shortlist here? Um, this is 150 right here, and these are kind of the picks that I would kind of look into, but it's probably relatively more than that. I'm I'm gonna assume probably upwards of 
200 plus shows of the entire year that we have come to find the best of the best. So um, as much as people will not like our taste and feel that, you know, their shows are better, which is perfectly fine. We all have our tastes and our enjoyments in anime. Um, that's what makes the, that's what makes this so great is I, there's not everything's going to work for me. And that's why I do, I do appreciate when we have too many shows is that allows everybody to get something they'll enjoy. So even if you don't like a sports show, somebody else is going to want a sports show and they get that sports show. If you don't like harem shows, you don't have to watch the harem show. Somebody else is going to get their harem show. Um, that's what I've always enjoyed about the plethora of anime out there. But um, I think the the thing that we kind of try to bring into it is even if you don't agree, at least you might find something that you enjoy. So that's kind of the the hope that I always have. Like it's finding those Yuzuki families, four sons for that one person that can go, wow, that sounds like that's the show for me. They jump in it and they enjoy it. Um, I've, I've had, I cannot, something I enjoy so much. And it was kind of the thing that was heartbreaking about having so many shows in a season that you can't keep up. We can't keep up with Yeah, is having those moments where somebody chimes in and says, dude, I, I would have never have heard of this show until you mentioned it. And I checked it out. It's perfect. Um, like do it yourself. I love the feedback that people have for do it yourself. And I was trying to chime in at people go watch this show. It's so freaking good. And people are like, yeah, I watched it. It was so good. <laughs> um, but anyways, that's, that's, that's 2023. I hope you guys, you'll join us for 2024 as we dive into that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're already pretty much set to do our music podcast episode. If I can put it together in time, I don't know. I'm going to be probably super busy this week, but I'll try. Um, we're about to just have a chill week where we just kind of chill and do a discussional and relax and talk about the news. We'll see. But um, hope you guys enjoyed this Deliberations podcast episode. Hope you guys find shows that you want to watch and you enjoyed it. But until next time, we hope you guys enjoy. Again, we're at TalkSpear.com. That's where I can go for all of our links, social media links, way to get a hold of us, um, Patreon tips, links, all that stuff. We greatly appreciate everybody's support. We have a Discord link there, so you can go check out the Discord. But until the next time, y'all take care. Oops.